When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sam Spence Radio, I have rock soft abs. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films really, really need fixing. Today, we're talking about Batman vs. Superman. Ah, perfect film. Like, yeah, oh, I almost yeah. had to say that, right? End of podcast. <laughs> Done. All right. So what did you guys think of BVS? I saw it with a murderous hangover. Uh-huh. And I walked out feeling worse. <laughs> like, and I just, it, and what surprised me was that, like, you know, I was, I was hoping for sheer ineptitude. I was actually just really, really excited to walk in and just watch an absolute train wreck. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, honestly, like, apart from the not making sense and- you know, typical Zack Snyder crimes. The worst thing I can say about it is that it was just really boring. Yeah. Like it was just really turgid. Like there was barely any action for the first half. Like really nothing mm. happened. The actual fight between Batman versus Superman was all of like what three minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the title, like the, the if there was if nothing else, I was like, all I want to see is Batman fight Superman. Like you know that that'll be enough, right? And that was no. that was barely a thing. <laughs> None of their conflicts were like their, their reasons for disliking each other were so half-hearted, and just sort of like still, but still, kind of took up so much screen time until the point where Lex Luthor was like, "I'm actually just going to contrive a reason for them to fight." Like it. So if that was the reason they fought in the end, then why set up any of the previous? Yeah, like if you compare, say, what because everyone is nowadays doing like DCU versus MCU. Mm. But if you look at what Marvel are doing, it's like here's the Hulk. He hulks out because he's, he's the Hulk and this Gamma, whatever. He's a Hulk. He's hulking. But like <laughs> DC are like, no, 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 no. See, Batman he has a dream, and then Flash comes back through a boom tube. Um, but in his dream state, and he tells him that Lois is the key, but it's too early, so he pops back out of the dream, but it's not a dream, it's actually a premonition, because the stuff there, th- that's what's happening. And then there's so much supposition expected from the audience. Yes. Because, uh, you know, like, uh, and, and let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but, like, the MCU introduced the Avengers in their own movies, mm. and the DCU introduces their uh, Justice League in email attachments. Yes. And, and with The Flash... I don't think we've even seen his email attachment when he comes back in a dream sequence, which no. is actually a flash forward. So it's which like- Which is earlier, yeah. So yeah. I had no idea who he was. I was like, wait, what? Who, who the fuck? But me neither. And I at least expect it to be like, oh, that'll be some sort of Chekhov's gun that'll pay off in the final battle that Lois is a key to something. But it's, it's not even that. It's, you know it's the, just there for no reason. You know the worst thing about that whole moment is, is that like when that happens, prior to that, yeah. I was, you know, I was watching the film and we got to the point where the flash is like, Lois Lane is the key. I wasn't even- I didn't even have a feeling of like, what the fuck was that? I didn't even think about it after it happened. I was like, look, I've just seen 
Bruce Wayne in a flashback that's a dream get picked up by bats and carried up through I'm just anything goes in this film I don't know I don't know who, I didn't even know it was a flash I was like who is this guy who's just like in the wall yelling at Batman in a dream that's not a dream after a dream that might be a premonition I, I wasn't even confused by that point I'd just given up I'd given up trying to figure out any of it I was like yeah whatever All right. that yeah, moment yeah. where young Bruce Wayne is being levitated by bats that was my moment where like this film, yeah, I'm in yep. for a treat. I think it was the same for everyone. When when that <laughs> happened, I was like, okay, that's what kind of film we're watching. All right, good. Glad we got that sorted nice and early. It's so strong. Like, it started like fucking, you know, Batfleck or Bruce Wayne, not in a suit, but in like a good suit, running through Metropolis as being destroyed. I'm like, I am so sold. I am so sold. For yeah, the movie. it is the best scene of, of the film. And it's like, aside from the fact that everyone in Wayne Enterprises Tower or whatever mm. it is, is like, 29 11s are happening outside. Like, yes. should we leave? It's like, not no, till no, the bus no. calls. No, 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 no. We're on, we're on a timer here. Don't get paid. <laughs> See, that, again, thinking about that whole scene of, of Batman's motivation, Bruce Wayne's motivation, running through Metropolis, makes me kind of realize that I kind of hate this movie even more. Because you think about, like, the difference between, say, Superman and Batman. And in, in this film, anyways, it should be that Superman kind of is a bit naive and doesn't know about sort of collateral damage. Whereas Bruce Wayne slash Batman has been kicking around the block a few times, so he should be a bit more like, no, try and save everyone. Yeah, in that scene, he's like, no, try and save the people who work for me. Yeah, So yeah, he's yeah. still not quite a hero. And that's kind of what I really hate about both Man of Steel and this film, is that oh, there's, no, there's no I... real hero in the superhero genre anymore. Mm, I, I don't know, man. O- only because, like, all right, so you're, you're Bruce Wayne... Yeah. You're in the middle of the city collapsing down. You're older. You're jaded. You don't have oh, yeah, your Batman yeah. stuff immediately accessible. Realistically, you can save some people. Who are you going to save? The randoms or the people who you actually know? I know, but we can get in that's there. That's what makes a superhero a superhero: is that he saves the unknowns. He saves the random. And then that's, but, that but, to how me does he, but how does he do it? Like, he's got no suit. He's got well, no nothing. I, 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 he just I don't know. I mean, you yeah. sort of he hugs a girl. He does. He, hugs he a does hug girl. a girl. That is pretty nice. That is pretty good. I did like that. When he's just like, where's your mum? I felt like, you know, she's there. Like, stop rubbing it in. It's like, where's your mum? Where's your mum? Oh, that's right. She's fucking dead. Just, just get a bit of salt. And also, and why was she there? Room. It was like, take your kids to work day? Like, what's what he doing there? Where yeah, gives her, gives her a hug, like gives her a suplex and this carries on. Man, then I would have been in for a treat. <laughs> then he wakes up because of uh, all the dreams. I watched this movie for a second time last night. Why? In preparation for this. Because oh, I was okay, like, enough. I didn't understand the movie. I had a glass of wine or two during it. And I still, I just don't understand the movie. Like, I'm kind of obsessed with this movie, but like knowing that we're going to kind of delve into like what's wrong with it and how we could potentially fix it, it's such a tall order because I just think like it's so fundamentally broken. Like, mm. like it's not like a, a normal film that's like, oh, well, that one's kind of fun, but uh, that that didn't quite work, and that could have been better. Man, yeah, I'm, you, I'm you a newsie. You, you yeah. move that to the second act rather than the third, and you got this and that motivation. There you go. Like, I, I think I read today so that like uh, it's like. 10, and not that Rotten Tomatoes means much, but like it's it's like 10 points below uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. You know, our favorite of the X-Men Origins franchise, <laughs> uh, the wow. whole franchise. And, and thinking about that, I thought like, man, I really enjoyed Wolverine Origins a lot more than this movie. This movie's a lot more perplexing, but at least in Origins, I knew what was happening. Like it's, mm. it's a crappy movie and it's dumb, but I always understand like the narrative thrust of that movie. Like scene to scene, I understand what's happening. Yes. Uh, Whilst in this, like it's, 
it, it's it's almost like uh, there's almost a, an, an element of like Terrence Malick in it, in the way that it's edited. It's kind of like a dreamlike because mm. you're constantly going forwards and backwards with no explanation. It kind of felt like I was watching Tree of Life, mm. uh, but it also had like the all, all the blockbuster tone of The Revenant, and and I, I didn't really. Oh man, it just didn't sit well with me at all. This movie. Yeah, I, I think you sort of. Trying to like fix Batman v Superman is already inherently flawed because for me the whole the whole problem with the DCU is you're basing a whole universe off what I I essentially think is a flawed film of Man of Steel. Absolutely, yeah. And in in BVS there are so many things that don't make sense. And what I really hated when a lot of the um sort of like the the, the fanboys or people who really enjoy this film were kind of like oh you just don't understand it it's too smart for you yeah but I'm like I actually saw people saying that on Twitter quite a few yeah. people I was like well, everybody all over the internet really like, yeah. oh, it's like it's too smart you're just a big dumb baby I'm like no no I mean there's there's a lot of conclusions and assumptions that you can make that are probably correct about this film but showing what we were presented there is sort of no logical way of getting there without prior knowledge of a, the DCU, B, interviews with the cast and crew, and <laughs> yeah. then C, knowledge that there are more of these films coming. You know, again, this whole idea of Superman coming in, telling Batman, if you put the signal on again, I will destroy you. At that moment, we haven't seen the Bat signal. That's true. That's really like, true. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that, you know, yes, this is meant for fans or whatever, but at the same time, like, you have to go with the assumption that this is, you're launching off a new fucking franchise. You need to come with no assumptions. And so there's a huge one there. You're like, okay, so there's a bat signal. So then he's in cahoots with the police. And the only time we see him interact, Batman interact with the police. One tries is, to shoot him. Yeah, they're shooting shoot him. him. And they're like, oh, he's branding them. And that's a death sentence. How? Like, how? Flash comes in. You're like, What? Like, I can make the assumption that, yes, he's, he's he's going back in time and entering the dream state, but I don't... If you don't know who the Flash is, I either. know vaguely who the Flash is, and I mm. don't know if Flash can go, into go dreams. back through dreams. Yeah, I didn't know it was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Flashy Krueger, right. he had a save the day. And, and so there's just all these weird things happening in this film, and we take you know, that one idea, this one sort of scene. Think about where this film is heading towards, and that is clearly Darkseed, which is basically mm-hmm. DCU's version of Thanos, right? So it's right. like the big bad. So we take that where the logical point of this is heading, right? So Batman has a dream called the Nightmare. Uh, we know that because that was because of the told toys to us and the yeah, toys yeah. Um, of a world overrun by Superman. And we're like, okay, you know, this was him having a dream. So by itself, it's like, yep, cool. It's just his paranoia has entered his subconscious. This is a good subconscious look at what, what Bruce Wayne is thinking where Batman could logically go to, and I'm, I'm, I'm sold. But then there's this Omega sign that's burned into the landscape, and that's sort of the symbol of Darkseed. Symbol of Darkseed, yeah, yeah. And also Darkseed's parademons, those little mosquito men just fluttering about. And also the bit where Superman's like, you took her from me, and it's like, how does Batman know that there's a her? <clears throat> yeah, or who she yeah. is? So it's, ob- so it's not... It's not a dream, like it is a legit vision. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's you know, fuck this movie, Jesus. It just it it doesn't it like it just doesn't make sense (laughs) in the contents we're sort of provided. You know, we know that Dark Dark City is going to appear someone sometime in these sort of films. So, but how does Batman? How does Bruce Wayne know about this Amiga sign and the Parademons? Like there and like the the fact that there's a she. It's there's just too specific, and Batman has never been shown to be a precog what what kind what? of what it sort of feels to me like and i i really like batman like i, I don't read comics but I've, I've read a few batman comics and i, I have like a, i have a real 
awareness yes. of of the comics because I like read synopses so I can just kind of have a, a knowledge of the stuff. But like you know, there's all those animated Batman mm-hmm. features that people watch, and apparently they're really great. I, I for whatever reason I've just never no, never never felt like watching them. Cool, yeah. But I feel as though. If you just showed a layman any one of those ones, it wouldn't really make sense because they're sort of drawing on, like, so much of the extended universe. Uh, like, uh, yes and no, because I, I, I've seen a few of these, and mm-hmm. they do they do well in showing new audiences a story where you don't really need to know anything. You can pick some stuff up by context clues. Oh, sure, but I, I guess I'm I'm thinking, like, at any moment during one of those animated films, Aquaman could just rock up and it would just be mm. like, oh, cool, whatever. Like, it's like, I feel like in the animated world, like, you can just drop Do in that. a character from yeah. the from the comics because presumably if you're watching this, you've maybe watched another one of these and, and who cares? It's like, hi, Aquaman. Hi, Batman. Let's move on. But away, this, this, this movie kind of does that, but doesn't set up any of it at all. No. And I, I watched, I watched this, uh, uh, with strangers the first time, weirdly enough, uh, and and I watched it last night with my girlfriend, and she knows kind of nothing about this sort of stuff. And when the dark seed sort of vision happened, she just like had a physical reaction to <laughs> like this, like, like, like this? so confused. And yeah. I kind of love that scene because I love Batman in a trench coat with a gun. Oh, I just think yeah. that I just think that's cool. I, I like that. Like but, that was really cool. But it's also like it sucks. But it, it's it's so stupid. Yeah. Like there's, it's no, there's, no, there's no need for it. There's no sort of contextual because again, like, is this a dream? Is this a premonition? Because if this isn't a dream and a premonition, what about all the other fucking dreams that we've seen? Are they premonitions? Is fucking Thomas Wayne going to come back as a bat demon and just punch him like his son yeah, through, yeah. A, through a fucking coffin? Like, Ke- uh, what, what, what why is Kevin Costner on a mountain talking about Kansas? Right. What, what is going on? Why is doing Superman- his best fucking Clarice impression, being like, "Yes, <laughs> fucking horses won't stop screaming." <laughs> And I was like, if you had changed that one scene, right? You change that one scene. Don't have Kevin Costner. You make it fucking his mum mm-hmm. in a kitchen table of, of like, you know, the Kent farm. Suddenly that has a lot better impact. Suddenly you're like, oh, okay. I can see where this is sort of going. This is kind of nice. But instead, like, nah, he's walking up a mountain, having a dream. Why are they all having dreams? What? What you said right up front is so true, which is that they're building a universe off of a really flawed movie. I, I hated Man of Steel. And I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. Like, I'm, I'm kind of an apologist of his. I didn't like Sucker Punch, but I, I, I thought his Dawn of the Dead was great. Mm. 300's a lot of fun. And knowing the source material may be, may be biased, but I really love Watchmen. I think Watchmen is a, is a really cool movie. Like, it's a bit weird in places, mm-hmm. but, like, he's an auteur. Like, but- like, he really is. Like, Michael Bay is an mm. auteur. He's just an auteur of shit. And Zack Snyder... Is also an auteur in a mainstream way because nobody makes a movie like you can tell you're watching a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. because that's that's what auteur means. Like it doesn't just mean like you know like French New Wave whatever. It's like you you know a Snyder movie. Like he's got a style. He leaves an impression. And I like watching his sequences. He does really awesome stuff. So like I'll always see a Snyder movie. But but uh, like the Watchmen though, the problem with that is that he took away the depression. Out of yeah, see, Watchmen. I I love Watchmen the comic so much. Like it's a comic where every time I read it, I'm like, yeah, I, it just it there's it's you know there's there's, there's certain certain movies and certain books and certain whatever where every time you read them, you just kind of you're just like fuck, mm. like it just you it staggers me how much craft and effort and art has gone into mm. this. And Watchmen is one of those select few things where every time I read, it, I'm like, it just it actually I, I get a bit giddy. That something as good as this exists. Hmm. And Watchmen's one of those men. I watched the film and I was like, it's just a Zack Snyder action film. Like, and I don't mind, like, you know, he makes colorful action films. That's yeah. that's fine for me. But like, I felt like he just, I just personally felt like he was 
the wrong choice for Watchmen. I felt like Watchmen is a Watchmen didn't need to be a spectacle. And it, I didn't need slow motion action scenes, and I didn't need. I, I kind of wanted a, f- you know, like fat L man, but instead we got like ripped abs. Like, yeah, you, you, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I, I, twisting I, a little bit too much, and you're taking away what the the element of like this is sad to like. No, it's all good. Superheroes. I have a bit of a soft spot for some slow motion okay. action stuff. I love that stuff. Is there any chance you read the script for Watchmen for the like original planned version? Is I think the in like the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read oh, the, the script. script's online and it is oh, really? bonkers. It is crazy. Bonkers yeah. in a good way? No, or? in a in like a, in oh, like right. a terrible awesome. way. And you will be like, Snyder is the greatest writer in history ever. <laughs> okay, well, well cool. just just like it's so quick it's really quippy and it's really unrelated to the uh to the film. Uh huh. to, to the to the novel, I should say. Have uh, you ever seen that video? I think you can find online if look it up, the Saturday Morning Watchmen. Oh, it's so good. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's like the opening to a Saturday morning cartoon, <laughs> except like with Watchmen. So it's like, call the Watchmen. And it's like all the characters from Watchmen. Night Owl's of- having a good time. Yeah, Rorschach's exactly. skulking in the corner. <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 they're awesome. all friends. Silk Spectre's playing a guitar. It's, uh, it, and, and it's, it's like, it's perfect. Like it looks exactly like that style of animation, oh, and it's packed full of like little, you know, like the, yeah. you know the bit where like Rorschach kills the dogs, like hacks open the dogs' heads, yeah, yeah. and it's like you know <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's like Rorschach's friends to the animals. It's <laughs> like Rorschach with these two dogs, dogs looking yeah. really happy and stuff <laughs> like that. Like it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Man of Steel was just one of these films that kind of dragged. Oh yeah, like, so 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 flawed. And and, and so just to, just to finish, uh, like the. Uh, what you said is they're building on a really uh, unfirm foundation, uh, which is Man of Steel. And I think because Batman's in this in this film, it's going to go to a wider audience. So mm. it's even more arrogant to assume that people have seen Man of Steel. Because, like, uh, speaking of my girlfriend, as we weren't, like, <laughs> she'll go see a Batman movie. And she likes Batman. Batman's cool. She hasn't seen Man of Steel. will never see it. Doesn't care about Superman. Fair but enough. you suddenly we've got a Superman Batman movie. She didn't care to see it. But she's much more likely to go and see that. And I think there's a lot of people who probably like, I'll see anything with Batman. Yeah, and then you yeah. go into this kind of sequel to a movie that isn't about Batman. And therefore, like, it'll be so confusing. You're building off a flawed movie. And, and then that people haven't seen. So when you start... That not people haven't necessarily seen. So when you start dredging up Zod's body and doing all this Zod stuff and this weird kind of Kryptonian ship stuff, it's just it's all so wacky. And even it's just opening crazy. at the end of the previous film, yeah. like from a different perspective. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. You're right because I mean, wasn't there a lot of talk when they announced Batman vs Superman because Man of Steel had come out? It did like what 700 mil at the box office, or so like it was decent, mm. but it wasn't Avengers numbers. No, no. And basically, I think there was a real sense at the time of. This was a fluke because it was really well advertised and it was a new Superman film and we really made a lot out of it and we managed to make this kind of money with it, but making a direct sequel to Man of Steel may not do that well. So let's go for broke, do Batman versus Superman because that will bring in money. box office numbers. And what are we sitting at? Like <clears throat> 800 mil, 900 mil or something after like by now? Yeah, it, it, did, it did well. It, it opened really well and then- but apparently, the amount of money they spent on it, it would have to have cracked over a billion dollars yeah. in profit or something. La- last but time I checked, the- it was they had the biggest drop in a second. Yeah, yes, like yes, sixty yeah. percent or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Ridiculous, it's crazy. But I mean, like, I think that that's what you're exactly right, though. Like, because building a foundation on a flawed film, yeah, sure. I, I get the impulse to be like, okay, this film didn't do too well, but we're going to stick to our guns, keep developing this universe, and instead of making a direct sequel to this, we'll just you know, pull out the big guns, do mm. Batman versus Superman, which by the way is a film that's been discussed for years, mm. actually make that 
But see, if I was them, I would have made it much more standalone. I would have alluded to the events of Man of Steel being like, yeah, they happened, but they weren't consequential to this. Mm. Yeah, they could have just done like a a standalone Batman movie, have them interact with uh, soups at some point in a kind of like Tony Stark and the Incredible Hulk kind of thing and and, and go for that. But I I think they're like, Marvel's so ahead of us. We've got to get to Justice League in three years or less or whatever. As quickly as possible. But here's here's an idea. What if, okay, this is something I want to throw out. This this just occurred to me then. Mm And I could be totally off because this just occurred to me then. <laughs> I could be totally off the mark on this, but it's, I think it's worth thinking about. What if we do a crossover with 28 Dresses, the Catherine Heigl film? Oh, the best! Mm. What? You you had to say it before I did, <laughs> and now it's all going to get credited to you. Thanks for that. Um, but, no, I mean, think about, okay, Zack Snyder, I'm talking about, like, you know, Zack Snyder, 300, a lot of fun, Dawn of the Dead, which is probably the only Zack Snyder film I can unreservedly say I really, really like. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even, like, what was the problem with Watchmen was the fact that he made it too action-packed, well, for me anyway. But the point is that, like, Zack Snyder makes fun, explosive, colourful, action-packed films. Neither Man of Steel nor Batman vs Superman is one of those films. No, not at all. They're turgid, they're dreary, and they're dark. What if it's not Zack Snyder's fault so much? What if it's Christopher Nolan's fault? Because uh, remember, Nolan produced Man of Steel and the whole, all the interviews in the build-up to it, long before Batman vs Superman was ever talked about, was all talking about how they were trying to give Superman the Batman Begins treatment. Huh. But it wasn't done well. And then they had to stick huh. to their guns. That, I, I'm just, I'm Maybe, opening it up for discussion. I mean, but. I really do agree that what was going through the creatives' minds, be it Nolan, Snyder, or the uh, invisible powers that be, the dark seeds of uh, Warner Brothers, that um, they were, that, that you, it's exactly right. Uh, they were trying to do the Batman Begins of Superman, which is just a just a bad idea. Just kind yeah. of a, just well, sort of a characters. bad idea. Like, and I mean, isn't that the fun of, okay, you know what the real, the fun of going into Avengers was the fact that, I remember when Avengers came out, now, of course, it seems so obvious. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, I think, forget that back in 2012, right before Avengers came out, a lot of us were sort of like, me in particular, I was like, because I'm, I'm not a, I was always more of a DC comics fan. And even at that, like, I think I read a few Batman comics and one or two, one or two Superman comics. I was never really a comics guy. Mm-hmm. But like, coming into Marvel films, I'd seen and enjoyed most of them up to that point. But I remember talking to my girlfriend at the time being like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to stitch Iron Man and Thor together? How are they going to stitch Iron Man, Hulk, Captain How are they going to make Captain America work? He's laughed off. Exactly, How are they going to yeah. do all of this? And the fun of the Avengers was watching all these disparate characters come together and work. Mm. With Man of Steel, you're watching two angry men being angry. There's like in Superman, like Batman is the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Superman is like this bastion of hope. He should be optimistic. He should, should be, be hopeful. He should be that charming. Like, I mean, he's a farm boy raised with the, good Christian values. Yeah, imagine exactly. The, Christ, uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman no. confronting the Christian Bale Batman. Now, I know that's that's ridiculous because different films made different eras. But characters as disparate and different as that. Now, I can understand why those guys, yeah, would get, would have a conflict. Two brooding guys who are very similar, who just seem to be down, seem to hate what they do. Next time your lights on in the sky, don't go to it. Like that, sh- <laughs> yeah, that yeah, should be really, that's like yeah. Batman, but it's not. But like yeah, Superman yeah, just the the hate being Superman. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he, Where he, was his charm and his Boy Scout sort of old fashioned morality? Yes, like when he catches like the the uh, space shuttle, mm-hmm. like the astronaut should peek out the window and he should go like a fine day to you, sir, yeah. and then like kind of fly off and like polish a boy's shoes. And, and uh, hey, look, if they can make Captain America work mm. in this day and age and not make him dreary and depressing. They can make fucking Superman work. And Superman as Superman is meant... I mean, of course, like, like, I've always loved them. Mm. The, 
the sort of mythology of Superman. I, I really always have. Like I've loved the sort of last son, son of Krypton part. I've loved the whole, which Watchmen dissected so beautifully with mm. Dr. Manhattan, the idea of this God who mm-hmm. is just a bit separate and could destroy us at any time. And we survive on his mercy, which was an idea that, Batman vs Superman paid lip service to, but did nothing with. So, like, I, I like the darker aspects of Superman. I like the more mythological aspects of Superman. But that yeah. doesn't change the fact that front and center, big blue Boy Scout. Yeah, that's like, what he's meant to be. Have you ever read All Star Superman? No, I so haven't. It's really great because it was a sort of um, things Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly. Yeah, it was this really great scene, and it kind of encapsulates Superman of like who he is and everything about him. And I think it's been you know spread on the internet as well. But there's this one scene where there's this, like, very much goth girl who's probably a cutter or whatever just standing <laughs> in front of, like, on the edge of a building about to jump. And Superman appears. And he's like, look, it's okay. Your doctor really was held up in traffic. Things are going to be okay. And just hugs her and he stays with her until she's ready to come down. And I think they do the same kind of thing in another Superman. Next comic. time you're thinking about cutting yourself, <laughs> don't <Think> shout <about> me. <laughs> like off he goes, yeah. and then just like you know, just, just decimates a building. And then I think they're in Superman Grounded, similar concept. And he just stays with his jumper, um, and he's just like, "No, you're gonna. If I fall or if I jump, you're gonna catch me." And Superman's like, "I won't. Like I'm a man of my word. Like I won't. But I will stay here until you're ready to." Do whatever you do. And awesome. he just does that. And it's just this beautiful dialogue with these two people. And just, Superman just does what Superman does. And he's, he's there as being a, a, a hope for humanity to be like, things do get better. And I'm a, you know, a, a, a bright light, a shining beacon. See, I love that. And, like, I and that's what Superman, but can you, can you imagine Henry Cavill, Zack Schneider, Superman doing this? Fuck no. Yeah. And I, I like, don't think it's his fault. No, it's not. I think he just. The material he's given is so dreary. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Like, how and it's you, not. You can't really say next time they shine your light in the sky. Don't go to it, boyo. Yeah. But zinga, <laughs> like that's never gonna work. Not at all. And, and especially, I, I love the idea. Um, and before I think BVS came about, someone was like saying. If you look at Man of Steel as a uh, Elseworld comic, so Elseworld's like DC's version of like what if? So there's basically a parallel right. universe, and it's like what if Superman was raised by asshole parents? And I'm like, ooh, I'm in board. I'm on board. Yeah, what kind if? of, kind what of if? like the the Chappie of Superman. Mm. Like, so it's like just your parents raised you wrong. You got like some crazy like father who's just like, no, watch me die in a tornado, and then the mum being like, you don't know humanity shit. Fuck them. Which, which you can be the hero. Or, or, like, God, don't fuck it. Or See don't. Like, do what you want to do, man. You don't know the world, nothing. Yeah. And, like, uh, Superman raised like that is kind of cool. And Jackson, uh, I think one of the, one of the um, episodes we did on BVS was saying, it'd be kind of cool if this was leading up to a point where, like, a portal opens or something like that or a parallel universe and it's like, that's the good universe? <laughs> and we're watching a shit one? Like, we're watching, like, the like they kind of... Are you injustice? Where they go yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, evil Superman, that kind of stuff. It's like, what if this is the start of the injustice universe? Oh, and we right. get like a portal open, and it's like, oh, that's the good universe. Well, the dark seed flash forward is that that out of keeping with the kind of injusticey thing? I and as much so. as like Superman's like a an asshole dictator yeah. in that in that flash forward, potentially. Like it'd be, I don't know. I mean, it'd be curious or interesting if we're actually watching like but, but this is the it, evil Superman. But also, it fucking wouldn't be no. because kids deserve a Superman. They that's do though. Fun. They do. And, and you know, you, you can't be like, well, we've already seen the Christopher Reeves version. Fucking nobody in your target demographic has. I guarantee it, Zach. Yeah. Uh, like nobody has seen that. I understand you can't make Christopher Reeves Superman right now mm-hmm. uh, because that's too earnest. 
But you can make Captain America work. I think that's such a good point because Captain America is a goody two shoes. Yeah. But his movies are kind of hilarious because you offset him with cynical modern people. And that's what's so. I mean, I read this great interview with the directors of Captain of the directors of Winter Soldier, and they the said Russo that brothers, yeah, the Russo yeah. brothers, and they said that um basically what they really wanted to do with Winter Soldier was they said in their mind they said Captain America doesn't have an arc. They said he doesn't change. He's the same. What changes is the world around him, and what we want to look at is how he, re- how this unchanging, yeah, old-fashioned World War Two, mm. you know, all-American hero reacts to a world that isn't the one he that shaped from, him, yeah. and that to me is a really interesting angle. But do, do you reckon that on that note, like, do you reckon the reason these films are so bad, rim and bad, <laughs> and I, I'm going to use the, I'm, I, I've used it a few times. I'm going to use the word dreary because it's not gritty like Christopher Nolan. It's not grim like that. It's just dreary yeah it's just like ugh, i don't want yeah, this isn't compelling i, I, I would I don't argue that it is grim just, i think it's grim, grim but, sure, but not in a yeah, good way like, not in a good way like that's not a good adjective when it's going to well, the difference between movie. like gritty is like oh that's kind of compelling and hard-hitting dreary is yeah. like ugh, i don't really want to watch this is making me depressed but like do you reckon the reason it's so like that is partly the nolan factor where they're like oh we want to sort of make things of mm. that tone because the dark knight trilogy worked well one of three really works one sort of works. one and a half anyway whatever but like <laughs> do you reckon it's just such a reaction against marvel it's like marvel makes bright entertaining films that kids can love that adults can love that like the fact is say what you will about marvel but holy shit no film has made me appreciate marvel more than batman vs superman and oh it's like you can yeah dc mm. being like uh we're not copying marvel well no you are because you only started making a dcu after marvel started making an mcu and they're like nah nah like we're not see because we're having them all teaming up first, <laughs> and then they'll have their individual films, and 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 Marvel's fun and enjoyable to watch, and will make you want to cut yourself because <laughs> the heroes painful, you grew up with painful. and love are horrible people. You know how those guys started with ingredients and then baked a cake. We're going to start with a cake and then turn it into ingredients. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're we're doing a deconstruction of the superhero. Oh genre. fuck off! Like. <laughs> Look, and there's know. room for different types there, of superhero there are, of films. Course That's there the are. thing. We've got so many of them. I think the reason the genre, I think the real reason the genre actually. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 
is working and everyone's saying, oh, the bubble's going to burst. And it will eventually. But I think the reason we probably have a few more years left is because within the realms of superhero films, you can do so much. Mm. The key to Marvel's success is the fact that they can make a World War II Indiana Jones-style action film, Captain America 1, and a paranoid spy thriller in Captain America 2. They can make a Shakespearean costume drama in Thor. They can make a goofy space opera in Guardians of the Galaxy. They can do whatever genre they want within the realm of that. Like, and well, there is room for a deconstruction, but it's got to actually be a deconstruction. They can't I think the just reason, be um, grim and dark, you know? I think the reason that the Marvel movies work so well, and other people have said this, it's not like new, new like a new opinion, and <clears throat> there is some wavering, but relatively speaking, all of those movies are the same tone. So, same tone. They're kind of the same tone. True, yeah. Like, like even though Guardians is kind of a funnier movie, uh, it's still as quippy and, like, as fast-paced and, like, enjoyable but and flippant as the genres a, are different within yeah, yeah, yeah. within the realms of that exactly time. Yeah. so you know like a uh, winter soldiers like a spy movie and and but guardians is, is kind of like a yeah. special, but yeah. but they're, but they're all fun like they're yeah. all digestible and we're now in a universe where everything for dc everything's bleak mm, and horrid like it's not zippy and entertaining yeah, and well, fun. has just... there ever been a franchise that's worked for that tone consistently like, Even the Nolan films, the Nolan Batman films, were not that grim. No way. Like, I mean, characters smiled. Characters seemed to like each other. Mm. There was warmth and heart in there. Yeah, there was none. Like, in, none in really BVS. And also, there was also. I mean, even the end. The re, one of the reasons the ending of the Dark Knight is so good mm. is because even if it doesn't quite make sense, because they could just blame the Joker for all those murders. Nah, like, sh- <laughs> whatever. But one of the reasons it's so good is because you get to the end and where he's like, you know, oh, that's such a good point. Why is he? No, no, no. Shh. But, but, but. but well, Anyway, it doesn't matter because the point is, like, tying to the whole theme of the film, where, like, then where he's got that great speech, where he's like, you know, he's a watchful guardian, a silent defender, a dark knight. It's kind of hopeful because it's like, yeah, Batman has done the right thing. He's mm. done what he has to do. Mm. And the characters who matter know that. And maybe everyone else doesn't know that. But the point is, Batman is still the hero. Exactly. The hero, yeah. you know, the hero the city deserves, but not the one it needs right now. And it's actually a really rousing ending, even though it ends with Batman being blamed for murders and being chased. It's not anyway, you're like, fuck yeah, Batman. It's, it's still like, optimistic it in is a way. Within, in its way. And it, that's why it works works so well mm. you know yeah. i don't know to me a lot of superhero films and like again i grew up on superhero comic books and that kind of stories but for me superhero films it's just the, the one concept is that we have a lot of bullshit and you're gonna have to swallow this and so we kind of do it's like here's a guy who's an yeah. asgardian <laughs> and he's blonde and has a hammer he can fly and i'm like oh sure i'll, I'll eat that yeah. and it's just you know, this guy, we inject him with serum and now he's super good and frozen. Now he's in our time and like sick. All right, that's fine. And and so a superhero film to me has to really kind of sell that bullshit to you. And in a, in a sense, so do a lot of fantasy films. And um, have you seen Gods of Egypt? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So phenomenal, re- like phenomenal, phenomenal oh, film. God. I reckon within the first hour of that film, I went and saw it at the movies. I paid money oh, to so see it. So did I. I went and within the first oh. hour of the movie, there were about 15 points, direct points I can pinpoint where I just sat there and I was like, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> bit where Jared Butler's in a chariot being pulled by flying giant scarab beetles fighting other gods. I was like, Sick. It's fine. That's this great. is great. This is fantastic. I love that film for probably all the same reasons why I kind of enjoyed BBS. <laughs> and they just Except ask you. God's Vigit was actually fine. It actually was, though. Yeah, like, it, was, I enjoyed it was terrible. It. Oh, but and how. Fucking delightful. Like, it wasn't a so bad it's good film. It's a bad film, but man, oh, I had sure. fun in it. Because I, I bet it actually has a plot that yes. ends yeah, and some resolves. Yeah, it does. Which this movie doesn't. Um, I, 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 I cannot... <laughs> <laughs> like articulate how difficult it must be 
like the hardest job mm-hmm. in the world is not the person like scooping sewerage out of the drains. It's the poor fucker who has to write a single line synopsis of this movie for the Foxtel <laughs> like in- information. Because how the fuck do you do it? Batman do- fights Superman. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Both their mums and Martha. In the wake of <laughs> a movie you didn't see. <laughs> An actor you're unfamiliar with in this character is angry, and two years later, they fight for a, th- uh, a, a half hour, and then kiss and make up. Meanwhile, a demon is in a deleted scene. Like <laughs> Impotent rage, the film? Yeah, 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 yeah. But as it, there's a lot of bullshit as well. And, and Gods of Egypt, I think one of the biggest problems is that is that they ask you to swallow a lot from the word go. And then halfway through, they're like, oh... Oh, oh, we weren't we weren't done. Like, there's a, there's a lot more bullshit that we need to shovel down your throat. Um, this isn't so, really Egypt. So, so, like, pans out as all in the snow globe. It's not. <laughs> it actually. Have you, uh, no, you I haven't seen, seen it. it. No, no, no. Are you kidding? Yes. Oh my god. Like, that's it's so not, yeah, funny. It's, it's yeah. not Egypt. They they pan out and it's a fucking circle floating in space like Discworld style. That was a joke. That was a yeah, full no, no, joke. That's, that's like, really what genuinely happens. that oh is my what god. fucking happens. They they fucking um. Oh, I'm gonna make a reference here that and I can't Jeffrey remember. Jeffrey Rush so, pulls yeah. the sun in a spaceship around the big space disc, yeah. and fights a shadow but, but, but snake. Is it in a world where it's just like it's, it we saw the Earth culture of Egypt? No, it's just and- own, own mythology. Oh, it's right. basically like taking the the mythology that we know on Earth as the Egyptian gods and making its own thing. But so yeah, it's like that, every episode of I'm like, the, but yeah, you that's wow, wow, that's crazy. That's so <laughs> crazy. It's like that episode of Rick and Morty when they're yeah. in a simulation, a simulation, a simulation. But yeah, right. and that, that that's exactly what happens. It halfway through that that ha- that happens, so and you're like, funny. "Here's some bullshit. I gotta now swallow." But if they had, you been- call the movie Gods of Egypt, you can't back out of that, right? Yeah, but like, that's if- like that's like giving her twenty seven dresses. <laughs> like that shit doesn't fly, right? <laughs> But if they'd started with that giant pile of bullshit being shoveled down my throat, being like, this is a disc world, yeah, yeah. and this is what's happening, the whole film, I, I feel, would have been a lot better and a lot easier to follow. And because you're like, okay, this isn't the real world. All right, cool. Now, I'm done. All right, you sold me. Let's have, an, let's have a romp. Same with BVS. Again, you go, all right, there's this god man who can fly and we're having some weird dreams. And by the way, there's this flash guy and he can boom tube through a portal and that's super good. But... There's a lot of bullshit there to swallow. So one simple fix to me would be, without changing too much, that whole nightmare scene, or the whole nightmare sequence, really, of Bruce falling asleep, the, the desert fight, the Superman, you know, um, crushing him, Bruce waking up and then the Flash coming through a portal and then him waking up again. Just change the order of that and add one thing. So, you know, Bruce falls asleep at his computer. That's fine. That happens. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But is woken by the Flash coming through the portal. You know, same thing, like, ah, fuck, I'm too early. Lois Lane is the key. She's the... <laughs> that's uh, actually, like, legitimately like, a good that's impression. That's how they fucking do it. <laughs> and then she's like, ah, he's, you know, looking at Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne being, the fuck's going on? And you can see the Flash being like, no, <laughs> fuck this. Um, and instead of just disappearing, just reaches forward to Bruce Wayne, like, reaches forward to his head or something like that, and then just like, uh, let me show you, right? His touches hand, his head. Hand and... starts vibrating, or he puts oh, like two hands yeah, into his head, yeah. he starts vibrating, or something like that. Because, mm. you know, that's something I can swallow. That's some bullshit. I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. That was delicious. <laughs> so, you know, have that being there. And then we go to the night. But then we know sequence. where we stand. Then we you know, know yeah, whether it's a exactly, dream or a yeah. premonition or what. And the same thing happens. The same fucking thing. The nightmare sequence goes uninterrupted. And then it's like, yep, 
He comes back because, you know, Flash being able to show him that this is a vision of the future kind of puts some context and, and that they're sort of, you know, make Batman be like, okay, cool. I have motivation now. Um, well, and also then when he wakes up from the drop, mm. why does it have to be a dream? I mean, that's my problem. Why does it have to be a dream? Like, well, I suppose you're saying it's not a dream. I would it is, it, it a is dream. a legitimate, so, it's a legitimate physical legitimate thing, thing that happens. So, you know, he wakes up and, and then it's are flying everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Batman again, because we're like, is it a dream? Is it not? What? Looks at the security footage. And the playback of, like, you know, just what the fuck just happened? Clicks play. And you can be ambiguous if you want to be a dickhead, like Zack Schneider clearly mm-hmm. does, and just have static for a good, you know, five, ten minutes. Or you can show the flash coming into the security footage and be like, like, yep, I saw that. That's the thing that happened. Good. I am now fully aware of the situation. And then, you know, you kind of move that nightmare sequence up a little bit earlier and, again, have that motivation. He sees the future. Soup goes fucking, you know, evil. He should prevent this. Like, this is the idea of big Flash going back when going to prevent this. Like, use Lois Lane, as Flash suggests, as, like, she's the key. But I kind of like crazy, unhinged Batman. Like, this is the best thing in the mm, film was mm-hmm. cra- crazy, unhinged, violent Batman. And Batman being like, nah, fuck it. He, I get that. He gets that message. And he's like, kill Superman. Yeah, that's what he wanted me to do. Gonna try and kill Superman. I guess a way for Batman is like, you know, don't deal in absolutes, Batman. You know, maybe be that hero. Maybe be a good detective. Whatever. But, you know, maybe you don't have to kill Superman. You can try and solve this riddle. But instead, like, he initially goes down the path of, no, I gotta kill, gotta kill Superman. But then they had the arc being that he learns not to. That's just like some one thing right. that I would yeah. definitely change. That That to me would be like... So you've made a very convoluted scene or a very convoluted sequence and you've sort of given a bit more context and now you're like, ah, okay, that makes sense. Mm. If I was to fix just or change one very tiny thing because then you kind of give them a reason to do shit because it makes more sense to him to prevent a future where he knows that's going to happen than a weird dream or him just being it's, like... It's definitely an improvement. There's a 1% chance that he could be a villain. We've got to kill him. What? It's like, wait, wait, what? Sorry, excuse me? I mean, that I, seems okay. Then the that, that logic, the ninety-nine-one percent thing, I don't have an issue with that. If it's not, we should kill him. If it's like, if it, we believe there's a one percent percent chance that can happen, we need a weapon. Like, yeah. If, if that's the plot, if it's like, I'm, not, I don't want to kill Superman. I just want to make sure there's a way we can if it comes if to we it. have to. Yeah, if I we agree. have to. Or at least him. I, I would love. I would love him being like, no, he needs to stop what he's doing. He's doing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And like you know, almost treating like a bad puppy, like but stop it. But he's me. kind of stop not it. like like even oh, fuck this movie. Like <laughs> when 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 Batman's watching that shit in the opening scene, sure he's like, this all sucks. But it's also clear Superman's a good guy. Like mm. I, I I understand that he could resent him for it, but to honestly believe that he's like, yeah, he was clearly he's a trying villain. to stop Zod. Yeah, like, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, you're right because like. I, I like the idea that Batman reacts against the Metropolis, but they need to do more work with that because instead of being like, you know, they, they never really delineated sort of what Batman's position or what Batman thought happened. It was like Superman was responsible. How? Mm. Like Bat- Bruce Wayne is not a dumb guy. Yeah, he, it's yeah, yeah. pretty obvious that Superman mm. was fighting Zod. See, that's another thing about this whole fucking film that just drives me insane is where does Batman fit into this world? He's got a bat signal. So, again, we can assume that the cops are in cahoots with him, but as we said, like yeah. – they shoot at him. So what's that about? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's just so dumb that they shoot at him. Because after he shoots him, he says, like, I saw him. I never saw him before. He's like, like what, what the what? fuck was that accent, Michael? Jesus Christ. Um, 
because obviously that's a guy we, we were kind of assuming when we come into this Batman's been doing this shit for 15 odd years mm, or whatever yeah yeah and uh longer maybe and the the cop must know he's a good guy so why does right? he shoot at him exactly I mean they have a bat signal that Superman references so we we know that the cops like, right like, that scene the way what? to rewrite that scene is that's a new cop that's a new cop at Gotham or whatever yeah and he shoots a Batman and the other guy goes like huh don't you know he's one of the good guys? Yeah. Like, you must be new here or something. Like, that That gives something him, if you have to have a cop shoot a Batman. Yeah, like, I got spooked. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. yeah, whatever, but be fucking careful. He's one yeah. of the, he's All the cops you go like, oh, hey, what's up, Bats? Yeah. Nice to see you, officer. And then, <laughs> then just crawling along the wall like a fucking gremlin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, sure. So, if I was to restructure this whole fucking film, which I think it kind of does need, that's where I would start. I would start at Bruce Wayne. I would start of, like, where he is. Like, you know, because you can still have the same opening. And I love, again, I love Ben Affleck in a nice suit, just driving around, running through Metropolis as it's, you know, being destroyed. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, I saw that. That whole scene's like, my fucking dick, this is great. I was sold. Mm. I really was. Like, it was a great opening. Um, again, though, as I mentioned before, I'd change. Because, again, him only going after his employees was a little bit, after thinking about it, a little bit on the nose. So I would change that. From like I would change it. He wouldn't be arriving there by helicopter because again, that's a little bit like really okay. It's a bit how fortuitous that you are there by helicopter at this yeah. moment in time. But and the okay. and the pilot wasn't like no, I'm not <laughs> landing here. No, 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 no. You're 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 a very important player. I also love that fucking Gotham is so close to Metropolis. Yeah, what was that? Because like, that across means the bay from each right? other. Like <laughs> in Man of Steel, there was a greater chance for Zod to fuck up Gotham than there was for him to fuck up Smallville. Ah, love mm. this film. Anyway, doesn't land on the helicopter, okay? Have him in Wayne Tech Towers. Have Batman or Bruce Wayne being in Wayne Tech Towers evacuating the place because he's, like, fucking got evacuated. And as he's evacuating, because Bruce Wayne's fucking sweetheart, he's the last one there. He's the last man standing. And he's like, everyone go, everyone go, everyone go. And he looks out the window, and he still sees fucking this Zod Superman fight. And he's like, I have to do something. I have to be a hero and save them. Because that's who Batman is. That's who uh, what being a superhero is about, to go in there and be like, no, nah. in the face of an you know, adversary, I need to stand up. And you can have, still have those cool moments of, you know, him walking into the billowing cloud. Yeah. You Best know, shot this, in the movie. It's a great shot. Oh, that, mm. And then, like, you know, this, like this, this horse just, like, you know, roaming around the streets, like, what the fuck happened? Which is my favourite scene in the film. <laughs> yeah. That's my favourite character. Oh, I love Spooked Horse. It was Dumb. so good. What the fuck I, is going on? <laughs> I do love that horses, for some reason, just pop up in this film. Weirdly. It's kind of a trope of apocalyptic things right like i think in cloverfield there's a scene where they're walking down yeah, the street I've and like a horse just walks past there's mm. also in the fantastic metallica movie um <laughs> what's the metallica movie called uh, that came out Fiona, last year uh, oh yeah uh, through the never through the, through the never, never. Yeah. there's a scene where like the streets are dead and like a horse just walks through and it's just like a metropolis like that's just that's a weird convention mm. that horses yeah. in a bare city street means like something bad like happens. bad shit's gone well, i guess down. you know you see a horse unattended in a city street you're like Something's yeah, wrong. Yeah, someone Something isn't sus. doing their job. At least one person. What's this horse up to? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like that. Having him in Wayne Tech, uh, helping everyone evacuate. Last one there. And then just going in because, you know, seeing the station, like, yep, cool. I need to help because of, uh, that is what Bruce Wayne does. So that kind of still, you know, still plays out the same kind of thing. And, you know, him going towards the epicenter of the, of the sort of destruction and then trying to literally save everyone he sees and make it a long sequence, like a continuous shot of him just going towards the epicenter, but be like, oh, hang on, someone's over there and needs help. 
and veering off and saving them, you know, really make this very distinct, like this very clear distinction of who Batman is and who Superman is. And, and, and Batman is this person who is looking at the collateral damage and stopping his main objective to save these people, whereas Superman only has eyes for Zod in this fight. Mm-hmm. And that's a really nice way of kind of showing the difference between these two characters. Because this is what this film needs, heroes. So N can say the same, you know, him hugging the girl, looking up in the sky, being all like angry face. And that's great. You know, I love that. Or, or it should end with him trying to save somebody who then slips out of his hand and dies. Oh, so yeah, he's got make it real fucking that. dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not better. saying kill a kid necessarily, but... But maybe so, kill a I kid. I got you, I got you, I got you. And then something falls on her and she Or like, you know, or away. like a fucking the eye beam sort of like slices her in half or some shit. Yeah. Or That's your Martha half. moment. He fails to save a woman named Martha. Fuck the Martha later in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah right. Just, just something happens where... Or he saves like the mother and the child, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. Can't, you know, he's holding both and... Drops the, the mum and now he's got to hug this fucking crying child. Yeah, yeah. And just great, looking great. up at Superman like, oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, you have a mum and a daughter, something's falling on them. Bruce Wayne runs up, tries to grab them both, only manages to grab the yeah. daughter. The mum dies and the daughter's like, why don't you get mummy too? Yeah. And Batman's yeah, like, oh, yeah, right. shit. You know, just something there to really but then up even the that would like That could be, I don't know how you do it, but in a way that sort of underlines a certain parallel between Batman and Superman because if Batman's sitting there saying, you know, this girl's saying, why couldn't you save my mom? And Batman's like, I can only do so much. And then meanwhile, what's Batman's whole argument with Superman? Mm. Why did you let all this happen? Yeah. I could only do so much. Mm. I was trying yeah. to stop Zod. Like there, you, exactly. there you, know? you go. There's a nice thing. I don't yeah. know. You could even have you know Bruce Wayne. That could actually like, be what brings I'm them so together sorry. at the end. Was him was if, if Batman says to the girl was like, I can only do so much, I can only do so much. And that could be like if, if you want, like almost a recurring motif throughout the film of mm. him, maybe at different moments as he's getting particularly traumatized, being it's probably a bit on the nose, but like maybe mm. here and there I can only do so much, it's like a recurring thing. Maybe he has flashbacks, maybe I don't know. But some something. shit. Make it a thing. Yeah. And then at the end where it could be like in the fight. We could have a bit where he's like, how did you, you know, all that rage sleep come at out. night kind how of thing. Like, how did you let this happen? And so, and so they could be like, I could only do so much. And that could be Batman being like, ah. Because I mean, really, what bring, what have these guys got in common apart from being brooding? What about the fact that they're both heroes who have failed to save people right. because apart from Superman being not, they're only human. Yeah. You know? Like, exactly. They, so, they are flawed. They are people. They can only do so much. Exactly. That that's a good theme for a superhero film. Yeah, like they're the exact. You know, you you try your best, and it unifies when you them. Try your best, and you don't succeed. Yeah, that great. <laughs> Have Coldplay is being played. Oh, yes, yeah. perfect. And at the end, as they slowly hug <laughs> with Coldplay, like, the end, <laughs> just done. So after like that beautiful scene of like Metropolis being destroyed, then just don't have a flashback. Like let's just fuck off. Martha and Thomas dying. Like we don't. Yeah, we, we don't, don't need to see that. I uh, suppose for yeah. the for the just cut it. Martha. No, nah, the end. It. But like, um, yeah, but we're, we're not doing. Have him. You can do the one scene okay, where maybe he walks. Have it once. Well, no, you can you can do the one scene where he walks past as an adult. It's not yeah. a flashback. He just walks past an opera, lays down some flowers, yeah. walks on, which I think is a scene from the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah something yeah, like fine. that. You know, yeah. You know, basically, we don't need or a fucking photo where he just looks at his parents and looks at that. We don't need to like. There's a reason the new Spider-Man film. Well, everyone at Marvel's been like, we're not showing Uncle Ben dying again. Because we don't There's need a to reason. See it. We know. There have been a lot of these films. <laughs> like, I know we, we know. I know we've previously said, like, man, like, you know, we, you have to have this sort of level of assumption or you can't, you know, showing these for people who haven't seen these. But at the same time, like, I think well, in Batman, the, one of the. Yeah, in the case of Batman and Spider Man, we're like, we Batman, Spider Man, and Superman that. are kind of. 
little less Superman maybe these mm. days. But like those are the three characters where the idea of assuming people don't know the source characters doesn't yeah. apply. Well, because particularly- we all know Spider-Man. We all know Uncle Ben uh, died uh, with Batman. great power. But, but even then, that's not super... I mean, Spider-Man's such an icon now, you don't even need to know why he's Spider-Man. You mm. can just start a movie like, oh, it's Spider-Man. Cool, fucking whatever. Yep. Like people know who Spider-Man is. Rule. If you're making a film about a certain character and within the last 10 years... If you go back 10 years, you can come into contact with two different iterations of the franchise. <laughs> then in that case... We, we understand the origins. We're fine. In Good. Spider-Man, if you go okay. back 10 years, we're before Spider-Man cool. 3. So yeah, yeah, fuck that off. Fuck those flashbacks. Now we start the film proper, right? So after that, we get the status quo. We get the what the hell is this world up to now? And so we get Metropolis. And Metropolis is back up and running because you know we are explicitly told, like we are almost... To the fuck, okay, someone at the camera being like, Superman helped rebuild this city. Okay? We want I want to know that Superman is doing real good. All right? So, Metropolis is thriving because of their protector. I, I agree because just, just to jump in, it's very jarring watching the movie a second time that, because the first time it's such a mess, you just kind mm. of accept it. But the fact that there's a big statue to Superman. Like a huge like a monument. Yeah. yeah, is really weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing. So I want basically being like, man, we went through a lot, but because of Superman, we have bounced back. In fact, we've bounced back better. So mm. Superman is great, man. Crime rate, all the way down. Like maybe you can have this like maybe Perry White, right? So you set this in sort of the um the the, the Daily Planet um boardroom. It's like, you know, Perry White is annoyed because everything they write is fluff pieces. So we established this, um, and remember in true like Man of Steel Superman, that Superman hasn't been thinking about his consequences because all the criminal underground has now moved and it's moved across the bay and it's into Gotham. Great. Because again, these cities yeah, are now awesome. across Great. the bay because that's just fantastic. I Much love that. Better. It's super good. So you have this idea of, yep, cool, this is status quo. Metropolis is fantastic and Superman is doing his best to protect it. But he's not fucking thinking about it. He's like, yeah, whatever. The, the, the crime's gone. I'm protecting the world. But oh, being funneled to, to Gotham. So the influx of criminals <laughs> into Gotham has sort of further pissed Batman off. So, you know, and, and so he's back out of retirement. Maybe it established that, that Batman went away and now he's back. But he's more brutal. He's branding people. And that's a death sentence because we're shown why that might be the case. And I kind of want to know why... Why is branding someone with a bad signal a death sentence? Yeah, because yeah. wouldn't that mean they tell me up against Batman? Right? Like, yeah, that would be a badge of that... fucking honor. Yeah. That would be sick. I'm like, yeah, Batman got me good. It's like, oh, look at mine. He got me good. Let me high five yeah. and then we have toilet Brand wine. Mm. Why is that a... What? Who the fuck wrote this shit? Well, because I, I, I think like... they... Isn't the idea... It's not clear because fucking... Nothing is clear, but I think he says like... Oh, this guy was a like a sex, like a, a child uh, prostitute. He was a sex ring. pedophile. Yeah. So Batman something. only sex brands, so I think only brands sex pests. Sex pests. Yeah. That's not re- if, if that's the case, okay. But even then, it's not but, very judicious. But then you're is like it? associating the Batman brand with pedophiles. Like, <laughs> good point. Re- do you really mm, like? And why would PR brand Lex Luthor at the end? Because you know Lex Luthor might have done some bad things. He didn't touch any kids. Yeah, like, is that the first time we've mentioned Lex Luthor this whole talk? It is the first we time we talk for like Well, look, I'm just glad Jesse Eisenberg got to dust off his Heath Ledger impersonation. I, like, I, really I didn't am. notice until I watched it a second time how much Jesse Eisenberg ends every line with hmm hmm hmm. He does mm, that was everything. A really eerie impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> Spot wow. on. But yeah, I, I I honestly don't know what they 
why they did what they did. And like, if, well, if, one if, question: mm-hmm. with Luke, squeaky, with, with, like his voice squeaks. Oh, why did they shave oh. his head at the end? Like, uh, why? Uh, like, why? You're sure. saying he's Lex Luthor Jr., so you're like, okay, fine, he's Lex Luthor Jr. But then you shave his head, like it's Lex Luthor. Jr. Who's it for? I just who's who's that for? Well, more is that for you. More is that annoying is why didn't they just shave his head at the beginning? Because it reminds you of this kind of like this sort of post deconstruction. Uh, writing thing where like we've all deconstructed pop culture so much that we can't just say Khan is Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> we need to say he's John Hamilton or Harris- John Harrison. Harrison yeah. yeah, and then he's gonna be like, my name is Khan. We can't just say it's Blofeld. It's gonna be like, I am someone else. Just kidding, I'm Blofeld. Ha <laughs> ha. And, and it's it's just like another one of those things. It's like it's Lex Luthor. He's not. He, 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 but he's got so long hair. It's like. <gasps> He's going to lose his hair. Like, when's that going to happen? It's like, you're just feeding the audience bullshit right? because we're waiting for him to lose his hair, which is dumb. And then he does it in the least meaningful way. Exactly. Like, he should, he should have gotten, him. like, fucking kryptonite cancer or something. Yes. I wanted him something stressed like out, and we just see a slow progression of him <laughs> losing his hair over three years. But also, minutes. like, just quickly, like, I don't, because I don't, like, you know, there's, like, the Lex Luthor criticism has been done to death, and mm. yeah, yeah, it was, but what? but, like, okay, why was Lex Luthor the Joker? Like, why was he this insane? Because his dad beat like, him. All, like, why? Lex sure. Luthor's not meant to be that way. Lex Luthor's meant to be intelligent. And I know. Isn't there a, a point president at some point. President? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Isn't, like that's, that's Lex Luthor. Again, this is Lex, Lex Luthor, Luthor from Jr. fucking Smallville. Lex Luthor Jr. That was a good Lex Luthor. But this is a junior. Say what you know about Smallville. This is, a, this is a junior. This is Lex Luthor Jr. Which they is call pointless. Which is, which is just You're right. I suppose you couldn't it's have dumb. another stern man because the God knows the film has enough of them. Three people brooding. Why? You know, so, if Superman but like, look, smiled I, I, I once, don't... then you'd have that energy there. <laughs> yeah, so, nice. you know. I'm, I'm not saying Lex Luthor should be Jokery or he should be mm. Riddlery or he should be mm. E, but I just. I, I, the, 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 this kind of idea comes up a lot when we when, when people talk about pop culture stuff. We're just kind of like, oh, mm. this character's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be this. And and there are things characters are kind of supposed to be if you're being reverential to the source material. But I kind of don't care. When, even when it's source material I like, if you really deviate from the source material, as long as it services your film, that's fine. Because I don't think a, a, like a film undoes the, the genius of a book or it undoes yeah. the genius yeah, of well, a thing. So you've still got your own thing. You're right, so. but we also have a Joker in this universe as well. For sure. And we will as of Suicide Squad. But and then you've got two very least, similar villains sharing Well, yeah, universe at, at least within this one movie, there's, there's no Joker there. So it, yeah, it's yeah, nice to have enough. somebody who's a bit of contrast. However... I don't care about his characterization as much as I care about his motivation and his plot. Mm. And and I don't know what his plot is. Because his dad beat him. And yeah. he was like, if God exists, you, you can either be all-seeing, no, all-powerful, but not all-doing, or you can be all-doing and not all-powerful. All-good, all, but not all-powerful. All because stone. demons come from the sky, and if God won't do it... The devil can, yeah. and monologue, and Prometheus, and it's all these like mixed uh, mytholo- mythological it, metaphors kind of going on. Because and, Superman and just, didn't stop his dad beating him, that's why he wants to stop Superman. Because but, uh, if he's, he's all powerful, he can't be all good. I just wish that when he was in the, f- I know this isn't the the podcast where we just deconstruct everything we hate about this movie. It's about can, fixing it. Can we can. But when he goes to the ship and and it's like this ship is thirty two percent power. Would you like to commandeer it? <laughs> And like worst security system ever. Like that's fucking no, like, Ma- McAfee level shit. <laughs> and then like, and then Luther knows just to like cut his blood. And I, I really wish it was like 
we need more DNA. And he cuts himself. It's like, we need, uh, we, we need, uh, you know, DNA that spawns human life. And he's like, oh, God damn it. And he just starts like jerking off like, <laughs> under the water. And like, he just like, he just comes, like blows a load on Zod's face. <laughs> and then like, like lowers it. Like that would have been great. Perfect. That's what we needed. Yeah. So that's my movie maintenance pitch. <laughs> Perfect. Could we right. have that scene, yep. just quickly, sorry, could we have that scene in real time? So, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes Awkward. of Lex Luthor, yeah, like, five, 10 minutes. first oh, trying well, to get an 10 minutes, buddy, look at this but guy. Then, oh. Oh, but no, imagine, like, he's trying to get an erection, and he's, like, looking around, and there's all this, like, weird space shit around him. It's kind of putting him off. He looks down, and Zod's face there, so he closes his eyes, and he tries to think, and then, like, eventually he gets there, but it's just kind of not happening. And he just kind of, like, you know, just maintained that shot in his face the whole time. Just, like, with, have you seen the uh, Gus Van Sant Psycho remake? No. Where, um, when Norman... Uh, Shot for shot, apart from certain certain really interesting choices. And one is when Norman Bates, played by Vince Vaughn, spies on Marion Crane through the yep. hole in the wall. He takes off the picture. And like in the original film, he just kind of looks through and it's kind of creepy. In the Gus Van Sant and Vince Vaughn remake, he jerks off. Oh, and what that is, is he maintains the camera on his face and you hear the... You, you hear that. Like, and it's like, like really? Like Hitch- Hitchcock was good because... Oh, that was in, by the way that, that was almost like an arrested thanks. development where where like the whole family's doing chicken sound effects that just aren't quite right because both of you were trying to emulate the sound of jerking off like through very different means and I wanted to join in with her and we're just all doing it perfect brilliant brilliant hey what are you guys doing it's like oh we're all trying to sound like we're jerking off it's, it's perfectly normal it's what three blokes do on a fucking Monday night it's fine so. So we have Batman coming back from out of retirement, and we're like, all right, so that's kind of interesting. So Batman's back, sweet, and we kind of he's being more brutal, right? So again, Perry, White, and Clark Kent can have a little argument about Gotham, you know, and Lois can chime in, you know, give it a bit more backstory about the Batman because you know Lois would have grown up with knowing yes. about him if she you know, you know lived one town over, so she's probably going to know about Batman, Metropolis clearly knows about Batman. If they can see the bat signal from their fucking harbour, they know about Batman. He, he's something that exists in their world. They have backstory. Let us know this, right? So, Perry can give Clark the assignment to find out, like, you know, what the fuck is happening over in Gotham. You know, the whole, you know, if it bleeds, it leads concept of journalism. You know, what journalism is kind of all about sometimes. So, you know, Metropolis is doing great, and Perry just doesn't want the Daily Planet to become nothing but a giant puff piece to just how good Superman is. Like, he's kind of like, this isn't journalism, this is shit. I want, you know, good stories. You know, another little argument between those two. And, you know, fucking right there, you can kind of have these this is the two central themes um, being discussed under the guise of, you know, this journalistic meeting. You know, it's like, is Superman doing more harm than good in that, you know, his actions have consequences? And, you know, can we be happy in a world where bad things aren't happening, right? So you kind of have that mixed in with the whole, like, you do what you can kind yeah. of thing. So, you know, some of these things that the film, you know, does explore. I mean, this, the film has this whole scene with Kevin Costner doing his best Silence of the Lamb speech about that very thing, being yeah. like, man, we tried, we saved our farm, but we fucked up our neighbor. You know, that that's there in the film. Mm. Use it. So... Have that. The meeting ends. Perry sends uh, Clark off to Gotham to find out what the hell is going on down there. You know, and have something like, you know, that big mob boss that Superman shut down. Well, looks like his goons are popping up in Gotham. What's all that about? And then, you know, Clark Kent can have that slow realization of his face. Like, oh, you know, give, give some moments where Henry Cavill can act so we can see that. Yeah. I'd like that. I'm sure Henry Cavill would like that. Imagine if, like, we, particularly if you started the film, like, you know, with your two-year time jump after the destruction mm. of Metropolis... With Superman just being 
happy and good. Like, it's like yeah. two years have passed. Everything's been rebuilt. People love me. I'm saving people. He's not brooding. He's not dreary. He's, he's just- happy. He's Superman. Like, he's he's a Superman. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a, he is a super dude. Yeah. Right? So, that first act really just focused all on Superman with little bits of Batman here and there. You know, Bruce is maybe talking to Alfred about how inexperienced and immature this alien is, right? You know, let's start him off not, you know, as psychotic as he is in this current <laughs> film. Just, you know, reading the Daily Planet. You know, having, you know, a bunch of newspapers around. He can be reading the Daily Planet and, like, you know, talking about Superman... You know, trying to make up for all the destruction. He's just, you know, big old phony. You know, he doesn't think. He's inexperienced. He's making us weak. Like, you know, we fuck up something, but we don't get a chance to learn because Superman is there saving us. He's making humanity weak. He needs to be stopped, and I'm the man for it. He's already, you know, has me, you know, cleaning up after his messes, so fuck it. You know, I'm the person that needs to stop him. And Alfred can still be a sass queen because I love Alfred being a sass queen. And, he's, and Jeremy Irons great at that. Uh, rewatching it last night, I liked him the first time. Rewatching mm. it last night, he does the same joke. Oh, does he? Twice, basically. <sighs> Which one? And the thing is, like, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. And, and the no. first thing is, like, uh, even you've gotten too old to die young. Not for lack of trying. And it's like, all right, Alfred, that's <laughs> kind yeah, of, oh, you're right. Movie. And then, like, the next scene, it almost opens with him, like, please save some wine for the next generation of Bruce, uh, of Wayne children. Not that there's likely to be another wave of Wayne children. <laughs> now, that's and him it, being more sassy. I love it. <laughs> it's just like the same thing. I wanted to be like, please be home for dinner. <laughs> Not like there'll be a home to have dinner in. And that's just all out. Yeah, I, I guess, guess I'll take over the drone controls. Not that I'm very good at the controls. <laughs> yeah, I guess he does have uh, that, that sort of his go-to gag. Yeah. Oh, Bruce yeah. must be sick of that. He's like, shut up, Alfred. Yeah, Bats <laughs> also never talks thing. back to Alfred as well. Like, he did, like, yeah, also, he's really, awesome. what's Alfred like, 10, 15 years older than Bruce? Yeah. Mm. If, if, that. if that. If that. Yeah. What really should have been was maybe a younger character. Maybe Alfred is dead. <laughs> you know, having yeah. like a younger, like his version of like. Whatever. Well, if you want to really lean into like the older Batman who's been doing this for a while, then, mm. you know. Because I mean, really, if, if Batman's been doing this for 20 years, Alfred's watch, how old is Jerry Irons? Like maybe 60. Mm. Like maybe 60. And Ben Affleck's playing Batman as like mid 40s. So yeah. really, what, like 15 years older than him? So Alfred. They got the, him young so, to Butler. So if we imagine that like, yeah, he's young to Butler. 60 but we imagine that like this is the idea is that it's a batman that's just past his prime you yeah. go back 20 years time so alfred's alfred the old faithful butler is like in his Even, 40s yeah. for most of batman's heyday yeah like that that's and so again again when i guess when yeah. bruce wayne was a young kid he was like 20 he yeah was a, he was a butler at 20 but yet he was still in the military and like had all this military experience because mm. he, he does quote having military experience in this or am i mixing up oh, my batman's I, I might have, or my alfred's that might have gone over my head your alfred's I, um, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I think, is there a bit where he, like, he's talking about, like, Maybe? fighting someone in some... I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Anyway. That's what I did in Korea. Not, Not that I fought <laughs> in Korea. <laughs> Point is, though, it's even, like, it's even more... I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's like, so what? He was a 20-year-old guy, and then he just became a butler, and, See like... See what I mean? There's just these little things you want to just... You want to yeah. tug at, and you're like, hang on a second. Yeah, if we go back a bit, it kind of doesn't make sense. Either really age up Jeremy Irons for these films, because he should be, or we almost need someone Just else who's not Alfred, older, like, younger. Maybe he doesn't even have enough. I mean, this yeah. is a, this is a pretty sideways pitch. But what if fucking 
Batman's looking after Alfred and they kind of reverse that relationship oh, yeah, because Alfred's yeah. Alfred's like in a wheelchair. He's yeah. very old. And, and maybe Alfred fucking dies due to something. And that's Batman's last role. That's when he kind of goes crazy because yes. the only family he's got left is Alfred who's, who's in a little good. wheelchair. See, something there is nice. And it's a nice reversal of yeah, the roles absolutely. that to have. Anyway, interaction with those two. Daily you know, planet gets raised a lot. Bruce can be like, look at this goddamn journalist, Clark Kent. Not an original word in his bloody body. No, no questioning about Superman. No questioning about his motivation. Just bloody praising Superman up the wazoo. What the fuck is up with this? And I bet you, no, nah, I know, Metropolis is eating this up. They look at this guy like he's their bloody king and savior. You know, have that kind of... Batman being kind of a little bit jaded, almost kind of like, they never thanked me, having that as a little bit of an undertone there as well. And, you know, in the meetings with the Daily Planet, Bruce Wayne can be mentioned. Let's have these two people aware of each other. Second act, then, is all about Clark going into Gotham and seeing sort of the fallout of what he's done, right? So Gotham, you know, is the complete inverse of Metropolis. And it's being made worse by this sudden influx of criminals. He's investigating what's Batman doing when, you know, suddenly we have some kind of, I would say like a giant squid or some kind of like, some kind of Leviathan basically attacking either Metropolis and or Gotham. At this point, it doesn't really matter. But basically a sea creature and Superman goes all gung-ho because... Wait, why a sea creature? We'll get to the end. Okay, cool, because you had me until sea creature. Right. Right. I smell but an Aquaman. Exactly, coming. right? Yeah. Good. It's a second okay. act, and I haven't right. really got anyone fighting, so want to fight. So All Superman right. goes toe-to-toe with this kind of big giant thing, you're beating the shit out of it, when Wonder Woman appears. And sure, fuck it. Like, you know, Do we actually call her Wonder Woman? Yes, give her fuck an, it. Okay. Like, All right. Call her Wonder Woman. No, because I'm just no saying the film doesn't. Did not. Yeah, no, nah, fuck she it. She just... She appears. Everyone's like, one. Fuck it. We'll have this Miss big- Prince, I think. Yeah, you heard Miss Prince. Yeah, that's all you hear. Yeah. So you have Wonder Woman come in. Fuck, we'll freeze frame. We'll have Wonder Woman appear. And then just like fucking metal guitar shredding. Yeah. I did love her that. theme song, though. Oh, it was so I loved it. I, I hated it. It was so the much. most Sorry, energy that film it. had. I hated it, but I wanted it as my ringtone. It, it is so dumb. It kind of reminded me of like early two thousands like uh, cinema film scores, like mm. and like when sort of like Marilyn Manson would be on the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And I think Junkie XL is kind of from that sort of era. That was like the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin with lots of drums, and I kind of liked it because it was just it was ridiculous. Yeah, it is actually very similar. It was actual energy in the film and like honestly there was a moment when Wonder Woman turned up and like stopped Doomsday and that song came in and I actually had this involuntary fuck yeah and I was like wait why am I fucking she's not a very good actor (laughs) I love. she's not where did she come this is fucking like what but like I actually because it was the first time that film had anything in the way of pace or energy or anything approaching passion even if it was ridiculous and undue and kind of out of nowhere so So, yeah no keep that I want want that to say Wonder Woman comes in shredding guitar whatever great Punches Superman in the face. <laughs> yeah, right, just right. straight up, like, punch in the face. She's all, the fuck are you doing? He's all, hey, he was attacking Metropolis and or Gotham. She's all, are you fucking dense? Look at it. It's already got scars. It's fleeing something. It's scared. Because world building. Let's hint to Aquaman, you know, without maybe showing a YouTube clip. Let's hint to other bullshit happening in this world without being like, double click, oh, look, cat video, I love it. What's next? Oh, Aquaman. All right, so just have that, being like, 
Superman, you don't fucking think this thing is not forward, attacking forward, anyone. Forward, 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 re Justice League lol. Yeah, right? <laughs> ah. header. So have that. Superman then just watches as Wonder Woman just takes care of the Leviathan in a kind of humane way, like rounding it up, netting it, subduing it, whatever the fuck we can do, basically. Can I add a quip? Of course. A sort of quip? Many quips as you want. Okay, so Superman turns to said, how'd you get here? She says, I took, I took my jet. And it just cuts to like an empty parking lot. <laughs> like, that'd be great. Beautiful, done, perfect. I love it. Awesome. Just put that in. And what, yep. was, that, was that like a glimmer of a sense of of humour mm, in Batman vs Superman? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> nah, right, nah let's, maybe let's we'll cut careful. that. So again, you know, she can scold Superman and be like, as she's fighting the Leviathan, Superman being just absolutely like like a farm boy from fucking buttfuck nowhere in the Midwest, just open mouth agape, being like, the fuck am I what watching? You know, just that almost dumbfounded expression. And one of them's like, don't just stand there, just help. You know, help your dickhead. Just there's civilians around. Just help them out. Save them. Do something. And you know, and when when you're done, fly this creature into the middle of the ocean, X miles out that way. Okay, sick. Just really, just almost talking down to him, right? And he's just all, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. I can do that. And then you know, after that's all done, they can kind of have a meet up. And she's like, I apologize for not helping out in the Zod fight. I had some god-sized problems. And then we but just trust me, on. I am a wondrous woman. Exactly, I'm a wondrous woman. Also, I am the god of war, because let's make her the god of war, because that was a great comic book series. So anyway, have that interaction. That's all we get with Wonder Woman. Sick, done, right? From here, it's back and forth as Clark investigates Batman, and Batman investigates Superman. Ideally, what I want from this is you know, for Batman to find out that Clark Kent is Superman, and Superman to find out that Bruce Wayne is Batman, using kind of both their respective skills i.e. world's greatest detective and an okay investigative journalist, but he has x-ray vision and super hearing, so it's kind of cheating. So both of those kind of things, using them, be like, okay, we've come to the same conclusion, right? They can meet, and things are tense. I want their first meeting to be a bit more of a, a verbal sort of sparring of words. Yes, you, you, want the, you want the scene from hate, don't you? Yes, okay, of course. The dinosaur scene, yeah. yeah, yeah, from hate, yeah Always. Cool. Yeah, all right. uh, or even, uh, I don't know, have you seen the new Daredevil season two? Yes, no? no, basically the Frank Castle and uh, Daredevil talk on the rooftop. That because that's a nice little bit. Nothing like the, the stakes are quite high, but they're just having a chat. Yeah, you don't have to have violence to have high stakes. Exactly, like, like, there's yeah, exactly. no higher stakes than a than an argument or so. A can I quickly just throw yeah. something in there? Like, I sorry to cut your flow because I'm actually really enjoying this, but. So, so one woman's not coming back. No, she'll come back. It's fine. Okay, cool. Because yeah, cool. no, I'm saying, if so, her, I'm... yeah, no, no, that's bad. all right. That's okay. how we introduce Wonder Woman. Basically, okay, cool. Wonder Woman's the cool. B story, right? She's the gonna, you know, then she'll come back in the third. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. So Wonder Woman is the B story because she's the fucking most competent one of all these three fucks. Okay, sure. She's ace, and she should be ace. This film that we got, she was not. Anyway, so they can yeah, meet. Actually, sorry to jump in mm. one more time. I found it really weird that everyone on the internet is saying like. This movie sucked. Wonder Woman was great. It was awesome. She was criminally underused because I really hated her portrayal in this movie. No, same. I, like, I, but everybody in the internet is saying it. I think it's because they're too afraid to say that Wonder Woman sucked, which is because we all wanted Wonder Woman to be good. But Wonder Woman, uh, sorry to backtrack, but a little bit, like we were, we've been talking about people relying too much mm. on knowing the comics. And I think Wonder Woman is a huge, egregious example of that in this movie. Mm. I'd maybe say in this take as well, just just, yeah. just quickly, because we know Wonder Woman as uh, 
as a name because she's a cultural mm. icon. But really, when have we ever seen a portrayal in Wonder Woman outside of comics in a more mainstream media? Uh, not literally not, Lego movie. Not since, yeah, exactly. And, and before that, what was it? Linda Carter? Is yeah, that yeah, in like the 70s. You know, yeah, my, my dad, when my mum met my dad, he had a poster of that Wonder Woman mm. on his wall. And that was a lifetime ago that that yeah. happened. So modern audiences, we don't know fucking shit about Wonder Woman other than the fact that she's called Wonder Woman. Mm. I, I consider myself, it's like, I don't read a lot of comics, but I know of Wonder Woman roughly, but I don't know, I really don't know anything about her more than uh, what she looks like guts glory i think it's called something else is like a phenomenal wonder woman story like it is it was part of the new 52 it's so fucking good like i read like the first trade and i was like no i'm getting them all it is like one of the most just phenomenal stories like i think i've read in the last say five ten years right it is actually that fucking amazing and they just everything about wonder woman's cake um past they're like oh she's made of clay they're like no that's bullshit you're you're a fucking you're 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 a fucking. She's made of clay. Yeah, that was like that's part of her canon is that she was made from clay. Oh shit! And then everyone is kind of the whole film's like Wonder, like the whole comic, like Wonder Woman. Are you are you, are you dense? Are you dumb? What? No, you're not made. Of, no one's made of clay. Fuck! You're you're a fucking daughter of Zeus. You fucking moron. You're a god. You're a fucking god. Those braces that you keep for like protect. They're there because if you take them off, you become real powerful and you become the god. Just my god, Wonder Woman. <laughs> And it's in a phenomenal arc, but then they ruin it by anyway. Well, well, so um, I I think that Wonder Woman really does like deserves an yeah. origin story in the way that like Batman we don't need to we know Batman exactly. we 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 know Spider Man Wonder Woman we don't I didn't know she was made of clay like I know I know nothing about her and I'm more educated in this stuff than the average mm. cinema goer and so when she suddenly rocks up. And then not only does she just kind of rock up in a costume, which is kind of weird because she just yeah. kind of appears out of nowhere. But then we kind of cut back to her and she's got a lasso made of lightsaber yeah, around the thing. Just sort of like no, no establishment no, or so anything. I have no just... idea what her fucking powers are. She does like this kind of bracelet like yeah. high five. which And it's like fine. It's like, okay, that's her thing. She's got bracelet thing. But then she's got a lightsaber uh, lasso. And that's a... Uh, that 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 is such a crazy thing, and it doesn't even like show her like pulling out the lasso, like looking at it, swinging it a couple <laughs> no. of times, and then goes for it. It's literally like we cut from a shot of like Batman falling yeah. over to just like Doomsday being like, Rawr! and we pan down, and there's just like a lasso around him. Yeah, and you're like the fuck is going on? And again, my girlfriend doesn't know anything about these comics. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's laughable. It's almost like a little joke out of a scary movie movie. Like, yeah, it's just so out of the fucking blue. Like, she 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 is like the Thor of this universe, and mm-hmm. as much as she's magical and mythological, mythological. Imagine if you hadn't educated the average moviegoer who Thor was, and then in Iron Man two, Thor just appeared and was like, "I'm Thor. I'm gonna go fly and cast lightning everywhere yeah, out of it, my hammer." I'm like, what? But, I mean, even that's more introduction than fucking Wonder Woman gets. She never says, I'm Wonder Woman. I'm God. Yeah. I'm going to do my thing. Exactly. It's, so, just, it's just a cosplayer is suddenly magic. And you're like, what? So also, give her pants, please. Like, please. Yeah, Can yeah, we yeah. give her pants? Just, as, just a, let's, let's give Wonder Woman pants. Let's give her yeah. pants. Come on. Let's just give her pants. It's time. Yeah. yeah. It's time. She, she got pants in the comics. Let's give her pants in the film. Or it's like nice. a kilt. Just right? Like, be just, weird. Just be weird with it. So maybe after the fucking um, the Leviathan fight, she can be like, Let's get coffee to Clark. Yeah. And then they so, go, oh, I'm Wonder Woman. Like a, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And just be like, so you're new here kind of thing. But it'd like, be really nice to have like a scene like that. Like, I mean, not to, not to get, uh, I know that like, you know, the DC execs would be like holding up their crucifixes. If I, was, if I was like, let's get a bit Marvel here. But like actually just a moment of like the two characters just bantering and getting mm. to know each other and just like a fun 
cute little scene of the yeah, two of them yeah. having coffee and talking so and, and that, that discussing scene, really right. crazy things in a really mundane way. So like like you said, which is like, oh, so you're on the block, like, you know, first Leviathan, I understand. Like, yeah. you know, just little things like we, that. We like, never see Superman really in, in either Man of Steel or this. Maybe I'm wrong, but you don't really see him in normal human situations. No, we the never most normal see human Ken. situations... Like, he's talking with Lois or his mum. Like, mm. it's always still within people who know he's Superman. Yeah. Who, like, we need a scene like in Thor where he's like, coffee? And like, you know, like, he, he just needs to grab a coffee and he crushes the mug. And, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I you know, like, he yeah, figures his own strength. Absolutely. That's fun. That's that's it. Like, As such, he has no connection to humanity. Like him, too. Yeah. Because if you, if have... you can laugh at a character, mm. and this is one thing that I learned really, really early on with writing, was, like, if you can make the audience laugh with or at your characters, they care so much more when things get dark. Because when we can laugh with people we can relate to people mm. yeah so a moment like that of superman having something like that or of one woman kind of like cutting down to size and him being like wow i really am new on the scene i know nothing and like a bit of fun banter where the characters actually seem to have mm. flaws not in like you know big fatal flaws but like yeah, just little true. human the foibles. only flaws are like massive hubris flaws, or yeah. whatever mm. like just little fumbling, like biblical yeah. flaws you yeah, know they, they are aren't they like just little human foibles right? so you, you know if you have so uh, have a running gag where every time clark opens a door he breaks mm. off the handle yes yeah, that's he, funny perfect. like that's so funny simple as that yeah. it doesn't even so, need to be more than that if you have him so okay after leviathan fight one woman's like yeah go sort this out they come back and she's like look get coffee kind of thing and you could have those two having like my beautiful heat moment but without the <laughs> tenseness just being a nice interaction but then that kind of juxtaposed with him being later on with it. yeah cool I like okay, it yeah, I like cool. it no I love that now yep. so yeah. yeah so him and Wonder Woman can have a nice chat and she can just be like this is what's going on blah 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 this is who I am and maybe a little bit exhibition but not really but nice friendly just conversation because Superman kind of needs a friend you yeah. know he needs someone to talk to because she's like she can even be like, man, like I'm, you know, I'm a warrior kind of thing. That's what Superman. That's what Wonder Woman is. She's a fucking warrior. That's why I love her so much. She's not a superhero. She's is a it warrior. A bit too. So, okay, how can I throw something yeah. in the mix here? This this might be like running the risk of starting to convolute our hypothetical Batman vs Superman mm. fix in the same way the actual Batman vs Superman was convoluted, <laughs> but somehow had nothing going on. But um. What if you sort of set up here? Okay, so what if you set up, you know, you've got Superman and Lois Lane, they've moved in together, much like in the actual film. You've got that relationship, and you can have bits where Superman's like trying to talk to Lois Lane and being like, this, you know, trying to explain how he feels about something. And you could have Lois Lane being like, well, she doesn't really get it. She's she's human. She, you know, she she loves him, they have a great relationship, but she doesn't really get it. And then what if because aren't Superman and Wonder Woman a thing in, in the comments? Now, I don't, I'm not saying we go down that road, but you could almost, if you wanted to, yeah. and maybe we don't want to, I'm thinking out loud, but if you want to have an element of Superman talking to Wonder Woman being like, Oh, she gets it. Yeah. Someone who gets mm, it. Like, even him. Uh, because um, it's got to be lonely being like that. Uh, yes. You know? Like, even the whole kind of, you know, you know, you can have the whole collateral damage because, you know, that's something that is a big issue in this in this universe. You know, he can ha- you can have her being like, you did the best you could. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a warrior. I've seen war. I've I've fought for gods and against gods and all that kind of shit. And you Real know, then wondrous you get stuff. Or a woman. Wondrous. And, and you're doing very super things yeah, for a man. For a man. That's beautiful. And again, she could say something like, you can only do so much. Yeah, shit like that. Beautiful. Ah, great. And she could even, mm. you know what, how about this? If you want one woman to be really likable, so she's not not just like that kind of, you know, uh, tough ass kicking, like, you know, takes no prisoners type. You could actually just have her be like, Superman, hey, look, I'm sorry I overreacted with the Leviathan thing. You know, I get you haven't been in this situation before. And that actually makes her sort of 
warm and yeah. likable and able to apologize again like you know flaws maybe she's brash which is a very human flaw but mm-hmm. then she's actually got the she's she's an adult so she's got the ability to say hey i'm sorry about that i'm sorry i came down and punched you i'm sorry i did that that was off but anyway look it's the first time you've done that and hey you can only do so much right mm. And this one there beautiful you go. scene where it's like there you go. in the comics, it's like Wonder Woman's like, I thought you were the god of love. And she's like, yeah, tough love. This kicks the cunt down a hole. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, anyway, so have that meeting. And I love that interaction because it kind of slows it down and it also kind of gives these characters a little bit of warmth and heart. Yes. To so have that, then again, Batman and Superman can eventually meet. And again, have that sort of like, um, you know, Maybe Superman can open with calling Batman Bruce, kind of to give away his hand, and Batman can retort and call him Clark, yeah, which cool. captures Superman. Or it's better off if he guard. doesn't, and he just takes a guess, like, <laughs> like Bruce and Batman kind of freaks out, like Greg. Damn <laughs> it! <laughs> and then Superman's like, "How did you know?" <laughs> Potentially. You even have that little bit of comedy in this. I mean, I was joking. That's a terrible but idea. But is, I would just like to see that A joke would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think a joke even as like simplistic as that would have brought the house down in that film. Even him being because, like- Because like any little break in the tension yeah. or any little break in all, like not really tense, it wasn't really a tense oh, film. Even, it was even a language with this, film. Right, so- but any break in all mm. the- surly anger. Like yeah, the it, cinema I was in was so frigid. There was there was yeah. no reaction to anything. There was no kind of like there was a, there was nothing to laugh at that was nobody laughed, intentional. Nobody was like in t- I mean, but then you know, I I heard your podcast. You guys went to a midnight screening. Mm-hmm. Like that's an audience that wants to love that movie. I went with a very kind of <laughs> normal audience that just were like. Uh, I think a few our audience we laughed a fair, a fair amount of times when we probably should. Oh, like, inappropriately, like, right? The yeah. moment and Superman just like ru- like runs through a terrorist. Oh, that was funny. killing yeah. him. Yeah. Burst out laughing. A couple of people like, just heard laughter throughout the cinema. I'm like, this is good. Infantry. Um, so maybe even have that, like, you know, Superman. Because Superman is a little fucking earnest as shit, right? He can be like, uh, blah, 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 Bruce. And then Batman can be like calling him Greg. And Superman can be just like, yeah, Greg. And then Batman can be like, shut up, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even something like that. A little bit of banter. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then we can have Bruce talk Superman. You know, you can just take him to school about what it means to be a hero. You know, Superman can be like, you know, a hero doesn't brand people. And Batman can be like, this is the way the world works, kids. An ideologist versus a realist. Superman being like, no, we can strive to be the best that we can be. Batman being like, you have not experienced the world. Yeah. You naive alien son of a bitch. And... You know, that this can escalate to that nightmare scene. You know, now, you know, they kind of have that thing. with the You grew up in a corn farm. I grew up in a crime farm. Yeah. You know what it's like. <laughs> Perfect. Batman vs. Superman, crime farm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So then Magic. Now Bruce, after the nightmare, so Bruce then thinks Superman must be stopped, and then that when he starts his endgame. And then it can roughly play out the same as it did in the film. I mean, sure, yes, I need to shoehorn Lex Luthor or the Senator or the Senate into the story also again the senate stuff really really good absolutely loved it i think it's holly hunter yeah 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 amazing right uh, you, you love the jar of piss did you no not that bit but holly hunter amazing um she, she was one of two good performances mm. in the movie i reckon yeah well i mean affleck was fine I, it's just more that like I, I don't know what a good batman performance looks like in that movie because the tone's so weird it's yeah, kind of yeah. hard to tell what a good performance is uh, but I think I think Holly Hunter and I think Lawrence Fishburne is really fucking yeah, good. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne movie. is really good. Like, like he he actually is a is a human being. Mm. When when he's like 
I don't know. He's he's kind of annoyed at his employees. Like he, like I, I believe but, it. Actually, uh, also know. also cares about them and comes through for them. No, I don't know. It's like, like do you need this for work? No. Then no. Yeah, exactly. You're not taking that, that, an helicopter. That but moment's like, really no, dumb. Take it. That moment's stupid, but I don't think that's a performance thing. I think no, it's that's a script thing. Yeah, that's a script. But, yeah, but I know I, th- I think he more or less sold it. Like, but I mean, I'm such a Lawrence Fishburne fan because I'm such a Hannibal fan. Yeah, fair enough. So like, I will um, watch him and love him in anything. Correct. Yeah, so and you, but you, I thought you, he was good. You too. don't eat sashimi, do you? Because you like your fish burnt. Ah. Uh, so anyway, I need a reason. I need to. I guess there I that is. Lex, I need to shoehorn the senator. <laughs> Or the Senate. And I kind of also need to shoehorn a reason why they stopped fighting. Because I realize I don't really have one. Um, yeah, right. okay. So in the fight, again, I don't want anyone saying Martha. Because that's silly. And more of like a thing that you should like. A little bit of trivia in comic. Like, did you know that Superman and Batman's parents or my mom is both named Martha? Huh, what a funny coincidence. And that should be where it starts. When they killed my mom, Martha. Your mom says Martha, my mom says Martha. Focus, kid. This is important. <laughs> like, that's that's all it should be. Yeah, like right? Just, uh So. It could be. What if we had the fight? Mm. Like, I'm just coming back to that theme of you can only do so much. Like, what if you have, they start fighting. Yep. And, you know, Batman could, like, have all these different problems with Superman from throughout the film that he brings up at different points. And he starts, and they all start coming up. And as the more they beat, the more they get pummeled down. And when Batman finally gets up, hand, finally he cracks and he starts spouting out the real reason for his anger, which is Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was there, he was there firsthand. He lost someone. Mm-hmm. He experienced loss and trauma because of Metropolis. And that's what's kind of... Mm-hmm. eating him up and you could have him being like how could you and that could be you know the bit where he's like you could i could only do so much or something like that i'm sure there's a more spectacular way you to do that. that see i was thinking but or more memorable but like it just into it yeah because again if we have lois somehow in the fray and superman can you call that lois's name or whatever it is you know she can be there even you have like superman saying i can only save so much i can only do so much and then you know lois you know, have the whole spear you're about to be stabbed and lois oh, can be just like spear. <laughs> it's fine i guess but whatever lois can just be there and like you know bad me and stop or whatever and lois named it said or whatever that is and then then the, 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 just with the name lois that can all that is needed for Bruce for his memory to be jogged. Like, oh, Lois, as in Lois Lane. <laughs> and then you can kind of have that bit of a flashback to the whatever Flash said. Um, and you can kind of do something with nice with the visuals of, you know, maybe Bruce Wayne reading the Daily Planet and being way too obsessed with Clark Kent to notice that, you know, oh, Lois Lane is also a reporter there, that all, this kind yeah, of like, yeah. all these hints to Lois Lane and all this kind of stuff he's been missing because he's been so narrow-focused. And have that kind of, you know... Oh, she's the key. Lois Lane is the key. And maybe that stops the fight. I don't know if that might be too on the nose as well, but I, I don't know. I, I, I figure when my, There's a when my better way point, to do it than, than what Martha. was actually yeah. in the like, film. If, if my, like, my, like, yeah, if, if sort of, if I got to beat Martha, I think, I figure Lois is okay beat. But I, I still don't think, I'm not 100% sold on it, but I like the idea of somehow including Lois there as the key, right? As an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the problem there is. Well, then where do we fucking go? And that's when I kind of realized, okay, so we kind of need a Lex Luthor or we need a Senate, but I don't think you need both. I said the Senate again because like Holly Hunter was just fantastic. Uh, I, the only way to have both, just, just on the mm. Senate thing, I think they need to be in cahoots. Yes. I found it really annoying that Lex and the government were not on the same mm. page. Mm. <laughs> Let me shove a hard candy in your mouth. Yeah, and the guy's like, I want to do business with you. What, what was he doing with that guy? Was he just like, I want access to the ship and the body, and the guy's just like, sure. Hard candy for you. But, but what was what was government man getting I out of that no deal? Idea. Like, I, I honestly don't know. 
by that point, I had honestly stopped paying attention. Fair enough. Like all the stuff with the what was the boat even called? The something. Uh, oh, the white Portuguese. That's yeah. it. By that point, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't with even know guy. who was going on with the guy from the thing from uh, uh, Undervalley. Fucking yeah, yeah Undervalley no, no, guy. Rush, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me with a little Russian bit of like number one. You know, like the worst James Bond movies mm. from back in the day, where you kind of don't understand what's going on because they're just kind of throwing names and locations and stuff at you and yeah, like the end yeah, of it, yeah, it yeah. just comes down to james bond has to throw a guy off uh, off a dirigible or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and so you kind of know how it ends it kind of reminded me of that with the whole like white portuguese thing and and the whole africa incident and well, not africa incident the uh, like, uh kind of incident in the middle east yeah 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 uh, but this is framing weird stuff superman just, for shooting people yeah which, and and so, the yeah fine <laughs> yeah the, the, the senate thing because mm. they blow up senate because you feel as though they're trying to make it look like Superman blew up. Yeah, that's Senate. what I thought they were trying but to. Then but then immediately they're like, no, it was a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. But also the wheelchair idiot. provided by Lex that I feel like was pretty obviously provided by Lex. Yeah. Surely he would have been like, now, wait a minute. And why wasn't Lex in the courtroom? Yeah. Why, did Lex, hmm. why did Lex kill his assistant? I don't know. I, I get it I if it's know. that she knows too much, we want to take care of her. But again, that didn't happen in the movie. So there was no reason for yeah. her to actually I, kill. What's her name? Mercy, uh, Mercy someone? I'm not sure. Um, but she, I know she appears in a lot of the um, animated stuff mm. as well. I think maybe it was to show that Lex Luthor is ruthless. Because we, I don't even we need, remember him killing her. We need more of them. He blew her up. She was next to the bomb. Oh, that's right. Yeah, as they're going into Senate, uh, she's with him, and he says, "Like, go sit next to my seat to make sure nobody takes it." And and then, (laughs) and then, and then she walks in, and he's and she's that was Chio from Hannibal, yeah? Was it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's that's the only reason I even noticed that character. Yeah, well, it did. Did she even have any dialogue? I don't actually think Uh, she had a line. I know she led Zod's body once. Yeah, because in the trailer, but I don't think she speaks because that's actually in like a montage sequence. But the whole Senate attack, it was like, what's to blame? But they they didn't really, nobody seemed to blame Superman. Well, no one knew. And then the news says it wasn't Superman, it was Wheelchair Boy. And then nobody fucking addresses it. It wasn't the reason for it. Point of any of it. Yeah, was it all to get a jar of piss on a fucking thing? But nobody noticed. There must have been there for a full half day of senate hearings there was a lot of it was a big old jar of piss yeah that's at least two attempts yeah i mean we've all snuck a shot glass of piss where it shouldn't be correct right (laughs) but a big old jar with like a label yeah that's that's some dedication to that bit so maybe you're right i think hiring having the government hire lex luther as a sort of a contingency plan kind of makes a little bit more sense so you know, all the above that I sort of mentioned before, that, that can kind of happen, and we just sort of weave that Lex story into it. You know, Batman can investigate it, maybe tries to do the whole Dark Knight corporate espionage thing, but with LexCorp? Yeah? You know? Yeah, kind of yeah have, why not? Have that, because sure. fuck, why not have them two meeting as Bruce Wayne and, and like, you know, powers of Wait, Br- industry Br- Bruce, of power? Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor kind of teaming up. No, 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 no. Have the whole, you know, in, in the Dark Knight where... He goes to uh, China and he's yeah. like, as you investigate the company kind of thing, the corporate espionage he does. Mm-hmm. Have that, but Wayne Tech, corporate espionaging LexCorp. Yeah, yeah. That, that w- that's one sure. of the pitch ideas that's kind of come to me during this conversation is something to do with ba- Bruce Wayne wants a deterrent mm. for a Superman, just in case he goes Just bad. in case. That's what just Superman in case. does. And Lex Luthor also wants a deterrent for Superman because he reckons he can sell it to the government for a lot of money. And maybe that's where yeah. the conflict comes from because they can they both kind of manufacture weapons. Yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe Lex has the kryptonite 
and he's going to weaponize it in like a villainous way. And Bruce kind of wants to get the kryptonite off of him. So but he can protect him. Or, even or, if, like, or, or they work together to develop a weapon because we don't know Lex is evil. At the start exactly. Of the and there then Bruce realizes yeah. at the end what he's done. <laughs> yeah. Inadvertently. And that's another little and voice in Bruce's that, ear. The whole film saying Superman's kind of fucking evil. Superman's exactly. Kind of like, Lex, have Lex actually manipulate. Instead of Lex just kind of coming up with this contrive of kidnapping no, your mom, yeah. so fight. Have Lex actually actively manipulating Batman. So imagine when you get to the end where Batman goes to punch Lex. It could actually be because, like, what if they actually had, like, almost a or, friendship? We, we, yeah, we, we're, we're, going, we're going with old, old retiring Batman. Let, 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 maybe Batman's trying to leave Wayne, uh, Wayne Enterprises to somebody else and Lex, what if he Lex wants like, to buy it. And, and, and Bruce and Wayne's like, like, yeah, you're a young genius. What, you can run my company. If, what, Lex Senior and Bruce Wayne were good friends. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. And now and then, he's got to have look after Lex. I love it. Lex, hmm. Lex, Luthor, Lex Luthor Jr. is a bit of a kind of like, oh, I knew your dad kind of thing. No, yeah. and, he, and he never sort of like, my dad spent more time with you than he did with me yeah. sort of a thing. So he's got a reason to hate Bruce. That's a lot more personal investment. I mean, yeah. I like I like Lex kind of taking over Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, sure. That's, fuck that's, it. Let's do that's, that. I mean, fuck it. Why not? Like, it's it's not the best idea, but it, it's something. It's something. It's fucking something. And this film has fucking nothing. Yeah, right. So then we have that. Unfortunately, the end needs to be Doomsday, I figured. Or the end needs to be some kind of third act battle. Uh, and it's Doomsday, but I really hate it. I hate Doomsday as an idea for this film. I, I really yeah. just don't blow you what on Doomsday I in agree, a second I agree. Film. And I think we should stop thinking of this as a second film, because it's not. It's, it's not. a fucking first film. It really is. So you mentioned the, the communion, the deleted scene. Yes. Have which you seen the deleted I scene? I did, and then I was like, wait, why did I the watch The great thing about that scene is what film? it clarified was fucking nothing. Uh, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's like they everybody was complaining. This movie sucks. It makes no sense. And then they were like, "Shit, release the deleted scene quickly so it makes sense." And then you watch it and you're like, "No, I no. didn't get it." I was no. like, so "What? What just apparently, happened?" Apparently, it's like, um, oh, "Oh, it makes perfect sense now because that person was like Steppenwolf and that cube was a mother box." And so, as someone who only knows a vague amount of DC stuff, I have two questions: What's Steppenwolf and what's a mother box? Agree, right? Now, I can tell you the answers, and they're very long and convoluted and involved the in new gods, but I don't need to because I shouldn't have to because that's the point of adaptations. You need to adapt them to a wider audience. But it, it didn't explain fuck all, right? Yeah, if, if you end, if you, if you, because that, that, that scene was supposed to be obviously towards the end because it's kind mm. of a SWAT team busting in on Lex or something. Yeah, that, I, that I is guess. literally the very end, and they're arresting Lex. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and there's this kind of floating evil cube thing, but they yeah. don't they don't set it up. And the only way to make that kind of work as a little denouement with uh, the, mm. the the god box is to have that as the MacGuffin of the film. Yes, you know you can't just introduce it. It's got to be your cosmic cube. Your average audience doesn't know what a cosmic cube is when they go to see Captain America: uh, The First Avenger. Nope. But they see that the people film is it. kind of about people trying to have control over a glowing magical box. And mm-hmm. so as an audience, you go like, oh, that's important. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I think we can take some elements of that because and we can kind of extrapolate out knowing a little bit about this kind of bullshit. Government hires Lex Corp or hires Wayne Tech or whatever that to, to make that sort of the, let's call it a doomsday protocol. Because again, let's have it a red herring. Yeah. So people can see the Doomsday Protocol. I'm like, ah, oh, Doomsday is going to be in this fucking film. But he's not, right? Just have that as in the government are there like, what if Superman turns? We need protection. We need a weapon, right? And they can give Lex Luthor access to the crash site. And, and, and there he can learn about Kryptonite rather than just finding a magical rock that he's like, what if I test it on the Zod's dead body? Sure. But in the crash site, he can learn about the Kryptonite. Um, that can maybe say wound Superman, um, but he needs it tested, right? 
So that where he fuels Batman's paranoia. So if they're having them working together, they can kind of be like this. And having Lex in Bruce's ear, maybe kind of because Lex is smart, knows that Batman and Bruce were in the same person. So it can kind of be like, oh, we know we need this tested kind of thing. So he's kind of harping on like, yeah, Bruce, oh, Superman, what a dick, fuck. What a piece of shit. You should punch me in the face. Having that, right? Fueling that paranoia. And so he's got to set up that Superman somehow. And I, I think the whole setting him up by killing a bunch of people with with guns, kind of kind of dumb. I don't even know how people were like Superman did it. Because yeah, we've all seen Superman shoot someone. Guns that happens all the time. Yeah, like it's very established in this I, world, right? Yeah, I don't understand. But hey, whatever. Uh, some options are maybe prop up a dead Zod, weekend at Bernie style, make him look a little bizarro, Superman. Go in, wreck what is essentially a bad thing, but maybe use a little bit too much excessive force, yeah? Maybe a little bit too much violence, a little bit too much collateral damage, and even even, even like Batman can scold him on this when they meet up kind of thing, like get on his high horse and like Superman can't even get a word in because Batman is like, and can you believe what you did in this particular thing? Like even more collateral damage. Superman, like It wasn't, for fuck's sake, listen to me, Batman. Something like that. You know, basically, I want Superman to be that dumb kid from Kansas who's just trying to do the right thing but can't manage it because that's that's what's so great about Superman. So amp up that paranoia. Maybe the framing can be, you know, what breaks the camel's back, you know, along with, you know, Batman's vision of the future kind of thing. And instead of Doomsday, during Lex having access to the crash site, he can learn a bit more about the wider universe. And have you guys ever read Ultimate Fantastic Four? No. So they do this arc very early on where, so think about parallel universes, okay? So Reed Richards of that universe, he ends up communicating with what appears to be the Reed Richards of the regular Marvel 616 universe. And he's like, fuck, man, wouldn't it be cool if we built a portal and we could come see each other and have some sweet hangs? Yeah. I've always wanted to suck my own dick. Right? And, I mean, I can because I'm stretchy, but, like, but this like, would be like a whole other way to do it. That'd be just yeah. the best. Yeah. So. Here's some schematics, build this portal. And he's like, that would be cool, other me. And he builds the portal and the portal opens. And lo and behold, it's a zombie Reed Richard who's like, I'm going to eat your fucking world now, right? So that, I love that because this is kind of like, hey, that's cool. And that's kind <laughs> of something that I want to do. So that, but in this sort of film of Lex Luthor and the Kryptonians and the Steppenwolf character. So Lex using the Kryptonian tech stumbles upon like an other world signal and maybe can start off as an alien language and then the crypto tech can kind of babel fish it or because it's a Zack Schneider film fuck it everyone speaks English it's super good who gives a shit and that's how we can be introduced to Steppenwolf or whoever the fuck that was meant to be in the communion clip can it be the band Steppenwolf sure great I don't think I don't see any problem with that so basically another big bad who's not Darkseid, but who is maybe a lackey or a general of this army who is a pretty big bad in and of himself, but he's not the biggest bad. And future Zamet here interrupting past Zamet to say that this conversation got very long in the tooth. So we've decided to split it up over two weeks. Next week, join myself, Gabe and the ever wonderful Michael Shanks as we continue our Batman v Superman conversation. But if you're bored and looking for things to do, check out Michael Shanks' The Wizards of Oz, that's A-U-S, on YouTube for some great fantasy-based comedy. And you can purchase the ebook of Gabe's Boone Shepherd from the links in the show notes below, or of the episode. It depends where you're listening to this, really. Bye! <laughs> Bye!
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.